week, Ryan. A whole week, Ryan. Do you can you believe what that person did to that other person at that place? No. <laughs> I was completely unprepared for what transpired over this past week. Right. For all the the news things that everyone is talking about. It is a weird time to be in America, right? <laughs> I know that one will fucking translate from today to the fucking next week. Can you believe that that thing happened? Right. <laughs> and you know what? We're speaking in fucking hyperbole, but I guarantee you something ridiculous yeah, every, is going to happen. Every fucking thing will be like, people will be like, no, I can't believe that happened. <laughs> right. Um, anyway, so... <laughs> Change the Constitution and Schwarzenegger's running for president. <laughs> the fuck? Uh, anyway, so... What was that? Demolition Man? Yeah, it was Demolition, Demolition Man. Demolition Man was yeah. proven true. <laughs> yeah. Where Taco Bell became like a, like a high-end yeah. restaurant. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, we are diving back into Watchmen for this week. But before we get to all that, and we're going to recap a little bit, and then we'll dive right back into where we left off from last week. Um, let's talk about our partnership with Newsly. You fucked it up for the past two weeks. Yep. <laughs> so I'll just try it once again. <laughs> all right. Yeah, you can fuck it up this week. <laughs> right. Um, and Newsly is basically your one-stop shop for anything when it comes to the news, where you can have the news read to you, not just the headline. They'll go through the whole article, no matter the website, CNN, Fox, wherever you want to get your news from. They will read the news to you in a calm, cool, collective voice. And you can download this app at newsly.me or in the iOS uh, uh, Apple Store or in the Android App Store as well. Now, uh, in order to get a more tailored experience for Newsly, you can have, uh, as you set up the account, you can uh, input a promo code. Uh, it'll uh, During the whole process, it'll ask you for a promo code at some point. And whenever you put in that promo code, you can use our promo code, Nerdinian, with simply the I's and O's replaced with ones and zeros. <laughs> I had to close my eyes so and nothing else would distract Greg? me. And it is N-E-R-D, the number one, the letter N. I was going to say the letter <laughs> or the number N. Uh, the uh, number 10 and then the letter N. So once again, it is N-E-R-D, the number one, the letter N, the number 10, and then the letter N once more. And once you uh, put in that promo code, you get one month of Newsly for free uh, on us. And then it's like 10 bucks after that each month. And then you, within that 30 days of the membership, you can figure out if you if, if Newsly is really something that you want to continue with. Because I think it is. I think it's an amazing thing to have the news read to you. Trust me, there are a plethora of things that I'm constantly reading. Whether it be news articles or novels or autobiographies or just history books in general. So uh, having one of those things... Push to the side and then being able to listen well, to plus it. Plus, it just makes it real nice because you can do other stuff while you listen. Like, you're not... Whenever right. whenever you read stuff, that's the the draw of audiobooks and yes. things like you Audible other stuff, yeah. is that you can clean your house or you can listen to it while you drive or yep. you can... Instead of listening to the same five songs on... Q92 yeah. or Rock 107 or <laughs> whatever you're whatever to. Uh, stations you have because I realized as I said <laughs> we're that, only that, in Ohio <laughs> that those are like our local stations. local <laughs> Ohio stations. Yeah. 
And then on top of that, I forgot to mention, we also, uh, they on top of the news being read to you, you can also have a one-stop shop for all your podcast needs, including this one right here. So you get the news read to you, listen to a bunch of podcasts. From over just, 40 countries. Yes. Uh, and anyway, all that aside, Ryan. Princess Bride. I'm Greg Vance. And I'm Ryan Downing. And we are Nerdinian, and we uh, each week uh, dive into a nerd movie, uh, go through it, run through it, beat by beat, scene by scene, and just... Uh, Listen to Ryan open up a bottle. <laughs> Sorry, I was blowing off pressure on my turbo. <laughs> right. And we just go into a more depth, detailed uh, look into the movie. Something you may not have uh, uh, either thought of or um, some new the, trivia that we come across as we're researching the movie or some or, shit. Or uh, how it checks up against the source material yes. or... Anything. A lot, of, a lot of different things. Right. Um, and well, uh, I mean, if you fucking listened to us before, you know what we do. <laughs> yeah, we ramble at, we, uh, at nauseum about we, a movie. Uh, <laughs> we absolutely massacre how the movie goes. Go, oh, wait, no, we forgot. There's a scene that happens like 20 scenes ago. <laughs> that we forgot about. And, and it... it Pays off now, yeah. so we have to tell you what it was. I even have notes, and there are portions where I'm just like, "Oh wait, no, we didn't talk about this." Oh, oh, <laughs> fuck. Um, but last week you heard our first part of the ultimate cut for Watchmen, and where we left you off with, uh, what was it? Uh, I can hold on. I could I could tell you exactly where we left off. We left off with. Give me back my face! <laughs> right. Uh, yes, Rorschach had just been uh, apprehended by the police. The comedian's been murdered. Um, uh, Laurie left uh, uh, Dr. Manhattan. I was going to say the comedian. Who but, left uh, Earth. Who left Earth. And everybody's thinking that because of the time spent around the uh, Dr. Manhattan that he's causing people to have cancer. So that's where we are in a general space. And Dan's kind of like in the periphery with everybody. Just Dan is Night Owl. Yeah, and Dan is Night Owl. And he's trying to take care of like Lori and Rorschach and just try to figure out because something's just not clicking. Something's not making sense. So we pick up where we left off. Like I said, Rorschach was just apprehended. And immediately the next scene after he gets apprehended is we see what Rorschach's birth name is. And it's Walter Kovacs. And he's a 35 year old. And I'm just like, that is a rough looking 35 year old. I'm 35. I don't look anywhere near that fucking rough. That is a rough-looking 35-year-old. Right? So now, as soon as we're done with this, he's going to run into the bathroom. And go, I don't. I don't really do it. Like, stretch out his eyes and like, no, no, I, I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't look as Becky or Haley. Obviously, like, I didn't get beat up or anything, so I don't have any of the the swelling or stuff that he has on his face. But like, I don't. I don't really look that old, <laughs> right? As I stare at an eyeball. <laughs> Fucking God damn it! Like, is that is that a crow's foot? <laughs> right. Um, we, it's too big. You might as well call that an eagle's foot. Fuck. <laughs> right. And we get a little bit of a news uh, feed before we dive right back into another scene from Black Freighter. Or from last week, Black Flater. <laughs> Black Flater. <laughs> um, and the scene starts up with uh, shortly after he just bitten a seagull and started chomping on it. Like, not even removing the feathers or anything, just munching into it. Um, and he stopped at this point, and he's throwing up because, yeah, that's a disgusting way to eat a bird. <laughs> Especially a fucking seagull. Because you don't do that. Like, that's a lot of fucking feathers. <laughs> right. That's empty calories, man. Like, um, he throws on. the bird away. He looks at a nearby puddle. No, he doesn't throw the bird away. He chucks it into another bird. Oh, does he? <laughs> <laughs> then fucking hits the water, and then all the other gulls. From whence you came. Yeah. <laughs> 
there's Steve the seagull just like, I'm having a good time. What the fuck? <laughs> Frank, is that you? <laughs> no, Frank. <laughs> well, yeah, I've, <laughs> I've heard I've heard about two birds with one stone, but I've never heard of two birds bird, with one yeah, bird. <laughs> two birds with one bird. So that was new. <laughs> But yes, he chucks the bird away, and then he sees like there's a, a small puddle of water that's formed on the inside of his raft, and he says that he heard that if a, ma- a man could survive on less than a pint of seawater a day, he'll be fine. Um, he takes a little bit of the seawater, and we, sh- sh- without any hesitation, we see that that's not the case at all. Nope. He knocks it back, knocks back a little bit of the seawater, and he starts hallucinating right away. Now, granted, for timing reasons that wouldn't uh, you wouldn't instantly go insane from drinking seawater it would Although, take its time like i don't know the exact ratio because uh. it was like on the face of his compatriots so it was probably at least 10 percent corpse juice uh probably you're probably not wrong about so, that yeah <laughs> yeah he was drinking a lot of different things yes. and um I watched Castaway. Tom Hanks went crazy in two hours, so <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he wasn't even drinking seawater. So I figure if you add seawater in, you you might get an immediate. It's possible, um, but yeah, he takes a sip of the seawater and he immediately starts hallucinating. He he hears his uh, first mate Ridley starting to talk to him, and Ridley's dead at this point. He's just a corpse attached to the mast of this raft. And Ridley right away is laying into him. He's like, this is all your fault. You fucking failed us all. And the captain's trying to convince essentially himself that it wasn't all his fault. The reason the ship went down was not because of him. It was just happenstance. He tried his best to protect his men, to keep the ship afloat, but it just didn't work. This isn't his fault. It isn't his fault. Wait a minute. Maybe it is my fault. Shit. I was a shitty captain. I just destroyed all these men's lives. And now look what I'm doing. I'm on this raft made of their bodies. Fuck. Maybe he's right. And then we cut to um, uh, Rorschach being interviewed by a psychiatrist. No, not Rorschach. Oh, Walter, Walter Kovacs. Kovacs being interviewed by a psychiatrist. And he's trying to figure out what makes Rorschach tick. And Ro- or Walter is not having any of it. He's like, we even hear the psychiatrist call him Walter. Why don't you tell me about Rorschach? And Rorschach is like, you keep calling me Walter. I don't like it. It's pissing me off. I don't like you. I don't like you. And then he shows him. Why Why don't you like me? Because you're fat. That's a, that's a little bit later on. He shows him a series of ink blots first. And then Walter says, I don't like you. And then he goes oh. into a diatribe of why. And then we hear the backstory of the little girl that he finds yeah. and everything. Um, but the psychiatrist shows him a series of ink blots. Shows him one. Um, Rorschach says it's a, uh, pretty butterfly, but we see an image of a mangled, like carved, uh, we'll see it a, later on. A dog with his head split open. Right. Uh, he says it's a pretty butterfly. We hear another one, or we see another inkblot card and the psychiatrist is not believing any of the answers that Rorschach is giving him at all. Um, uh, the psychiatrist shows him another one. Rorschach says, or he sees an image of his mother or an event that he had with his mother. His mother's making out with a guy. And he says as a small child, Mom, is that guy hurting you? As they're making out and shit. Uh, it's apparent, clearly we know his mother is a prostitute, so um, he, she's working at this point. And the guy says, Jesus Christ, your kid is here? I get enough of that at home. Get him out of here. And the mother's like, I should have had an abortion. And then cracks him in the face. Young uh, Rorschach in the face. 
And then closes the door. And then closes the door. Um, uh, Rorschach replies with some nice flowers. The uh, psychiatrist sent, shows him another ink block. Um, and we see our ink blot. Not ink block, but ink blot. Um, uh, and Rorschach looks at it for a little bit. And then we see another scene from his youth. And he's being accosted by two bullies at school. Um, how they heard that War- that Walter's uh, mother was a prostitute. And they just start making fun of him and shit. And then one of the kids is like, I bet you she'll suck my dick for a quarter for a, or some for shit. For a dollar, I think. Something. And Walter loses his fucking mind. He punches the one kid in the dick. He topples down and then just tackles the other kid, bites into his cheek, rips off a chunk of the uh, kid's cheek, and then smiles as blood and flesh is dangling from his teeth. Um, we cut back to Walter being interviewed, and he says, uh, clouds. And the uh, psychiatrist puts the cards down. He's like, all right. Why don't you be straight with me, Walter? And he's like, you keep calling me Walter. I don't like that. There are much worse people in here with, or uh, people with worse behavior than me that aren't celebrities, but here we are. And then he goes into, the psychiatrist is like, why don't you like me? And then Walter says, because you're fat, fat, wealthy, liberal sensibilities, which plays into my idea that Rorschach is a right-leaning superhero. Uh, what you call compassion, wanting to protect and understand the guilty, this rotting society... What it calls rehabilitation, nothing short of compromise. There are other men with behavior more extreme than mine, Doctor. Of course, they're not famous, are they? You want to know about Rorschach? I'll tell you about Rorschach. Uh, Once a man has seen society's black underbelly, he can never turn his back on it. Never pretend like you do, that it doesn't exist, no matter who orders, orders him to look the other way. You don't do this thing... Uh... Because it's permitted. We do it because we have to. We do it because we're compelled. I was investigating a kidnapping, ki- a kidnap case. Blair Roche, Roche, six-year-old girl. I was young then, too soft on criminals. I let them live. Broke a man's arm to get a tip. Led me to the missing girl's location. I knew the girl was here, but when I searched the place, and we see him like investigating a like run-down, rundown par- apartment. Yeah. We hear dogs barking off in the in the background, not in the distance, because we'll see where the dogs are coming from, or where the barks are coming from. Um, I saw nothing, and then I found her, and we see him open up an old cast iron stove. He rummages through it, and he sees some remnants of some clothes, pulls it out, and he sees a little girl's underwear, a bit uh, burnt up from being thrown into the fire and everything. Um, we also see that he hears the dog some more, and then he looks out, and he sees the, the dogs that have been barking at one another, are wrestling over a severed uh, leg from a little girl. We see the little shoes still on what's remaining of the leg mm-hmm. between these two dogs. It was dark when the mur- murder murderer got back, as dark as it gets. And we see him just... We see the, uh, the guy that murdered the little girl come into his apartment. He slams on a couple windows, telling his dogs, don't you have a bark for me, baby, or whatever the fuck. Don't you have a bark for daddy? And we should also mention that whenever uh, Warshak is investigating the apartment, we see, like, an old cutting board off to the side that's just covered in, like, remnants of blood and, like, chunks of something on it. Yeah. He opens up one of the cabinets. We saw these. Imp- we see all these implements of, like, cleavers and knives and shit. They clearly were the things that you were used on murdering and this little girl. And he grabs one of them. He grabs it later on, whenever he's, uh, after he pummel here in, like, a few seconds. Well, no, I mean, he gets one... He takes one with him. I don't think he does. I think he leaves well, it up there. It's the only way that he could split 
a dog's head the way that he splits well, it. Well, yeah, I guess here in a bit. Um, I guess you're right, yeah, because the dog, we'll get to it here in a second, but the, uh, the guy that murdered the little girl comes into his apartment, or approaches his apartment door, realizes it's been kicked open, slow, pulls out a gun, slowly goes into his apartment, yells if anybody's there, he thinks he sees a shadow behind a curtain nearby, opens it, and it's just a bunch of, like, clothes on a chair or some shit. And as he's looking for somebody that may be in his apartment, one of his dogs gets thrown into his apartment, and he sees that the dog's head has been uh, cleaved in two. He doesn't see that yet. He just gets hit by one of his dogs, and he's like, Jesus Christ! And then he runs into the kitchen, gets hit with the other dog as it comes it, as through As it comes window. through another window, yeah. Um, and then Rorschach appears. As I think he tackles him to the ground or some shit, or like pushes him to the ground. Well, he drops his gun... And then, yeah, Rorschach, like, gets him to the ground him, in some manner. Hits him basically to where his back is against the cast, cast iron, iron stove. stove. Um, and uh, I, for some reason, the guy thinks that Rorschach's there for the little girl. And I can't remember what why he makes the connection. Well, Rorschach says as much. Oh, does he? Yeah, because he says <clears throat> that he's looking for... Blair Roche. Roche, yeah. or however you pronounce your last name. And he's like, what, you think I had something to do with it? Yep. And then Rorschach tosses the burnt underwear at the guy. He's like, you got nothing. This was in the... I found it out there, and I just threw it in my fireplace to get rid of it. I, You got nothing. And then uh, Rorschach flips on his flashlight and points it over at the dog. At this point, Rorschach is not saying a word. Mm-hmm. And he points it over towards the dog. And the, this is when you see that the dog's head has been split open. It's the same... Uh, the same image that flashed in Rorschach's mind whenever he saw the first... The first image the, of the ink blot. The ink blot. And then the guy's like, all right, fine, I did it. Take me in. Go ahead. And he's very like smug about it. Take me in. I need help, man. I Just take me in. And we see Rorschach getting more riled up as the guy continues like, to just ramble on. Breathing heavy and we see the stuff. mask like m- like moving all erratically and shit. Um, and then eventually Rorschach grabs a cleaver nearby from the plethora of knives from the cupboard and just wham right in the guy's fucking forehead. And then uh, the narration um, continues. Well, no, the guy says, "I need, I need help. Go ahead and take me. That's right. Take me in." And then Rorschach, he hits him a few times with the cleaver. No, he hits him once. Is it once? And as he's pulling the cleaver back out, he says, um, men get taken in, dogs get put down. Right. Um, And then we see him just whack into this guy's head a few more times as we see chunks of flesh coming out. And we just see it stick for a second as he tries to pull it up. And he's just whack, whack, whack. And then uh, uh, Rorschach's narration continues. Tremors of the impact shook my arm. Warm blood splashed my face. Whatever was left of Walter Kovacs died that night with that little girl. From then on, there was only Rorschach. See, doctor, God didn't kill that little girl. Fate didn't butcher her. Destiny didn't feed her to those dogs. If God saw what any of us did that night, and he didn't seem to mind. Uh, From then on, I knew God doesn't make the world this way. We do. And then we just cut to the psychiatrist leaving the office and saying, I can't help him. Can't help him at all. And he just takes everything out. We see Rorschach being, because uh, the idea is to put him under some sort of psyche vow so he doesn't enter general population where they believe Walter Kovacs will be murdered by all the inmates he put in this prison. And so the psychiatrist is like, no, nah, I, I can't help him. He's going to have to go into general population. So we see him in the cafeteria 
in line. Um, we see all the other inmates, the few that are working the um, food line, giving out food to different inmates. They see We see them snickering, like, look who it is, blah, blah, blah. And the inmate next to Rorschach is like, hey, you're Rorschach. You're kind of famous. Uh, you know what? Around these parts, I'm pretty famous, too. And he nudges to the guy next to him. He's like, ain't I famous? He's like, yeah, sure, you're famous. He's like, why don't I give you my autograph, Rorschach? And we see uh, the guy that he nudged to confirm that he was famous hand him a some sort of um, shiv. Sh- shiv, shank, whatever the fuck. And right as that happens, or, or seconds before that happens, we see Walter I the uh fryer basket fryer basket that it, uh, is nearby it's on the other side of a plate glass but we just see that he eyes it a few seconds and then we see the guy that's going to shank rorschach make his move rorschach repels the first attack with his tray that he has in his hand then whacks him in the head then looks off to his side where the fry basket is breaks the glass takes the fry basket with the bunch of oil still in it and dumps it on the guy and the guy's screaming out in pain uh, skin's bubbling at this point and then he says right before the guards there, take him. He's like, you guys got it all wrong. You're, I'm not trapped in here with you. You're trapped in here with me. And then they usher him out. Uh, the next scene is of Lori um, just like snooping around Dan's night owl nest, if yep. you will. And she's just looking at everything for, uh, with Archimedes, Archie. Um, she's in the ship. She turns the power on for the ship. She's like, I think she has like, like childlike wonder whenever everything lights up and everything. She turns the power off, and on the dash, we see three red buttons. Uh, we see one for power. We see one for missiles. Just symbols, like a light yep. bulb symbol, a, a missile symbol, symbol, and an, a flame symbol. She skips over the missile. She clearly knows what that means, and apparently doesn't know what a flame symbol is because she immediately hits that, and we just see flame shoot out of the front of Archie. And then we cut to Dan uh, back home at some point, I guess. And the alarm is blaring uh, in his hideout. And he's like, oh, shit. And he runs down to his uh, hideout, the owl's nest or whatever the fuck it's called, and sees that Lori is trying to put out a fire nearby Archie with like some sort of like old cloth, and it's just not working. He grabs an old extinguisher, brings it up, uh, extinguishes it. And then uh, she's trying to be like, I don't know what happened. I was just, you know, looking around. I must have hit a button. <laughs> button, dude. I must have hit it accidentally, totally, not meaning to, not knowing what fire means. Right. Um, and Dan's like, oh, it's all right. The it's comedian, fine. It happens all the time. The comedian did it back in 77. He thought it was a fucking riot. Uh, it's fine. Oh, Archie can take it. And then she's like, Archie, what are you talking about? Oh, Archimedes. That's I named him after Merlin's owl from the stories and everything. She finds that very cute. Um, and as they're about to leave, um, she asks, like, how can you afford all this? And Dan lays it out. And he's like, well, whenever my dad died, he left me a ridiculous amount of money. And I was surprised by that because I always seemed it always seemed like he was disappointed in me that I never followed in his footsteps. Um, his father was in banking like, finance or yeah, some shit like that. Yeah, corporate banking or something like that. Something along those lines, which left him a bunch of money. And uh, because he was always uh, Dan was always interested in like owls and mythology and airplanes and flying and stuff like that, and his father just didn't seem like the type of person that would be okay with that. Um, we see Lori look over at uh, Dan's uh, main uh, night owl outfit. She starts like playing with the goggles for the outfit. Dan's like, you want to try them on? She's like, can I? And he does. He takes them off, puts them on her. And she's like, that's so cool. This is so cool. And he's like, they work best at night, in the dark. 
he goes over, turns off the lights, and we get from her perspective, uh, everything's in night vision, and we see like a digital readout of everything. We see her hands go up, and we see that the thing is able to read the fingerprints on her hands. We see like a little readout of like her who she is, Lori, uh, and her Jupiter security and clearance. Whatever the fuck. Um, and then she's like, this must be what John... Uh, and he says, anything, anytime things got a little too dark, I remember that I could just calm myself by looking through these uh, goggles and just, like, center myself. And then Laurie says, um, this must be what John... Or this must be what it's like seeing things through John's eyes. And we immediately see that this hit Dan right in the dick. Um, because he's like, oh, well, okay, we're going back to John. I thought oh, it was yeah. just about us, but maybe, whatever. Maybe. And then uh, I think Lori catches up on that because of the scene that happens here in a few seconds. Um, and oh, Dan's like, whenever you're done with those, uh, the food's getting cold that I just brought, so whenever you're done with those, put them back, and I'll see you up there. A few seconds pass, and Dan's now apparently not going to the food because he immediately turns on the TV and is about to sit down. He starts fixing his glasses, like rubbing off whatever smudge may may be on the glasses. And Lori comes up, and she's like, you know what? John may be a lot of things, but he's... He may see a lot of things. See a lot of things. But he doesn't see me. Right. And then she starts canoodling with him they start making out hot and heavy he has got his glasses off she starts taking off his clothes he fumbles with his watch we see his hand shaking and stuff as he's fumbling with his watch and stuff he's like i'm sorry um we see part of her clothes come off and then they start dry humping and it seems like stuff is about to happen and it just doesn't doesn't work um the he's not getting a uh, full mast, if you will, right? And he's just not there. And she's like, is there something wrong? He's like, no, just scoot over a little bit. And uh, she does, and it's just not continuing to happen. And John er, and uh, Lori's like, is there something wrong? He's like, I don't know. It's just, I, there's a lot on my mind, and I don't know. And then they hold for a bit, and he's like, oh, damn it. And then he backs away for a bit. And Lori's like, it's okay, we can... Take it slow. It's perfectly fine. We are moving a bit fast, so we could just take it real slow. It's perfectly fine. We got nothing but time. Yes. What is the next scene? Because I know it goes from us scene, then back to Dan's nightmare. This is the introduction with big business? Big figure. Your big figure. I think you're right. So, um, Rorschach is in his cell. He's just uh, sitting in his cell as a little guy person... Uh, walks up with two monster men behind a midget. him. That's not the correct term. That people of that stature do not like to be called midgets. Like the N word of those people. So uh, no, we're not going to be using the M word. Um, a little person. A little. A li- yeah, sure. A, a little, little person, person comes walking up, and he's got this like not like a child. No, like a full grown. I would, I would say a little kid or a a, a child. A, a man. A full-grown man, a, little person. A man, but smaller. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and he's got this swagger about him, like a big like gangster-type person. Um, and they call him Big Figure. And, and we hear like, Rorschach. Oh, Rorschach, yes. so good to see you. And he just, and Rorschach just kind of scoffs, and he's like, Big Figure, small world. <laughs> and the one of the guys with Big Figure is not a fan of this comment, and he lunges at Rorschach through the bars and shit. No, not yet. Which one is it? Um, I know it's one of the comments, but I can't remember which one. Because Rorschach says very little in this scene, but whatever he says pisses off the one guy. Well, because after he says small world, 
big figures like it is a small world and in here it's even smaller and you know i'm that, that guy that you attacked it's in intensive care and, and you may not make it and they don't think he's gonna make it and if he doesn't like you're in real fucking trouble because yeah and he mentions that this place is gonna pop off indicating a riot is gonna happen he's like he's like i uh there's like 50 guys that you put in here personally mm-hmm. and i've talked to all of them right and as soon as he dies we're coming for you and i'm pretty sure then uh Rorschach says fat chance and that's what gets the big guy to attack him well lunge at the cage anyway or yeah lunge at the and he's like let me get him big figure um i'll mess him up real bad and big figure's like no no, no lloyd you'll get your chance don't it's worry it's okay about it. just calm down yeah um well he ends it with basically we'll be seeing your rorschach and then just saunters off with yep. his men um the next scene is dan's nightmare so all we see is Dan in like this barren landscape in front of him, stark ass naked, just looking out. He turns around and he sees Lori, also stark ass naked, r- right in front of him. They get real close. She takes her hands, runs it up his head, gets to the top of his head, on both sides of his head with her arms, and just rips down. And we see his skin rip apart and split in two, and we re- reveal him in the night owl costume. He does the same to her. And rips away her bare skin and reveals her as Silk Spectre too, indicating that whoever they are on the surface, they are the what they really are are these personas that they put out as superheroes. And as they get closer and make out, we see a missile come into frame, uh, hit the ground, explode, and then is a wide shot of and them right making out. As as they kiss, you see the mushroom cloud behind them. Yep, and then we see the wave from the mushroom cloud getting towards them closer and closer, and it hits them. And everything, including them, disintegrate, except for their bones, as just nothing but whiteness is behind them and all around them. And then Dan wakes up in a cold sweat, sits up in his bed, which I guess they fucked later on, because he's naked in his bed. He goes down to his his secret hideout, and yeah. she's also laying next to him naked as well. So I guess they fuck. Or maybe they just sleep naked. Maybe. And they decide to sleep naked to one another. That's perfectly fine. It just seemed odd after having a misfire earlier than yeah. just lay in bed naked. It just seemed like, I don't know, it seemed awkward. In the comics, it works a bit different. So so they do end up, I believe, trying to fuck, but I think it is in bed. And in order to console him for being just a shitty lay, it plays out the same way in the comics. She holds him as they both fall asleep, and that's why he's... Because we see from... The, from this uh, shot in the movie where he's in his hideout, we it's a it's a pulled directly from the comics. Him stark ass naked, looking at his night owl outfit, yep. um, and I, the the logic in the comic plays a bit uh, better than it does yeah. in the movie because that doesn't make sense why they're both laying in the bed naked without actually fucking because. In the movie, they make the indication that them finally fucking and getting over their hurdles in Archie. Is where they actually fuck for the first time. Yeah. But the way it looks is that they fucked before he went down and had the nightmare and everything. Whatever. It doesn't really matter. It just seemed, narratively, it just seemed odd. Um, or they could have, like, not shown the consolation scene of just holding each other while they went to sleep right. or whatever. Um, 
uh, right before we get hit Dan back in his um, hideout, we get another Black Freighter scene. Um, and this time... It's um, it's right whenever he like he wakes up breathing really heavy, and then it just cuts like smash cuts to the another black freighter. Um, and I believe what is the next one? The shark. Oh, the shark. Yeah. So uh, the captain's in his raft, and he's just hanging out, and he's about to pass out again, and then he hears or feels just jostling all over the raft, and then he just sees like a plethora of sharks barreling towards his raft, trying to take out chunks of his men. And he's like, "Not today, Satan! Not today!" Um, a, uh, we see one shark like impale through part of the raft and we see that the captain sees his black eye and he's like, Oh, my dearest friend or in some that, shit like that. In that moment we saw each other. Yeah. That's what it is. He stabs the shark. Um, the shark goes down further. The rest of the raft goes down. The captain goes down. They're all sinking and shit. And he's like, this is my descent into madness. Only he doesn't say as much. I mean, the whole story is a, a, a allegory for a man just, just descending into right. madness. Um, for the purest of reasons, trying to protect his loved ones and shit like that. Um, uh, as he's uh, descending further, then the shark dies, and they end up back up at the surface of the ocean. And what's left of the raft and the shark are all intertwined with one another. And as the captain's uh, on his knees, just looking out in the abyss of the ocean, we see that Ridley's body is uh, now away from the raft and just floating out in the ocean. We see a shark trying to take his body away. And the captain's like, no. Not going to happen. He grabs onto his uh, first mate's head and tries to wrangle the body of his first mate's uh, dead carcass away from the shark. It doesn't work, and just the head comes up. So he just has Ridley's head with him the rest of the time. Yep. Um, uh, the captain ends up passing out on the shark, and then we cut to... I think the, the, the kid next to the news vendor is being accosted. Oh, no, no. The news vendor, I believe... Wait, no, that's not it. Yeah, the the kid reading the comic gets approached by the Top Knot gang. Not Tops. Or the Not Tops. And Is it they, that scene? And they make fun of him for reading, reading a comic, comic book. Shit like that. And he like sulks off and shit. And yep. They're like, oh, what's going on? Because oh, they call him the R word. And he's like, oh, what's wrong, short bus, as he uh, stomps away and shit. We, the old man news vendor is trying to... He's like, hey, don't bother him, and they push him up against the wall, and then he, the the kid, the like teenager, just sulks Walks away. away. Um, oh, next scene is of uh, Dan uh, standing in front of his night owl costume, just buck ass naked, just looking off at what could be. Just we'll get to it here in a second. So Lori sees him because we follow her down the steps as she sees Dan looking at his outfit. And she's in Dan's shirt, and that's it. And she walks up to Dan, wondering what's going on. And Dan's like, I'm tired of being afraid. I'm tired of the war. I'm tired of the mass killer. I'm tired of the fucking Keenak. I'm tired of all of it. It's just all bullshit, and I just want to do what I want to do, because it's the right thing to do, and I can't. And Lori's like, fuck it. Fuck it all. Let's go, and let's go out and do some good, and... Uh, Dan's like, you think we should? I don't know. And Lori's like, I, I, I used to be a, a masked Avenger as well, so I'm used to going out at three in the morning, um, stirring up and causing trouble. So yeah, let's go do it. And then we get like a small little montage of Dan in his outfit charging up Archie, as Lori comes down the steps, all sultry and sexy in her latex outfit. Yeah, in her outfit, which I don't know where she got. I don't know. 
or like a scene where she was packing to come to his house like oh i gotta get my super suit (laughs) right something i don't know but she has it on hand as they are getting ready we see archie come out of the nearby tunnel uh that's near the river next to manhattan he we see archie burst out of the water and we just see them like going through the city we see um lori next to uh we see silk specter Two next to Night Owl as they're trying to just case the city. He turns on the police scanner and they hear that an apartment building is on fire. And uh, they're like, we should go do something about it. So they uh, roll up to the uh, apartment that's on fire. They see that the uh, structure of the roof is about to cave in. And, and Lori, there's people still inside. And that there's uh, kids and uh, parents still inside, trapped in on the one level. Just can't go anywhere. Um... Uh, Lori says, get me on the roof. Uh, Night Owl's like, all right, hold on. We see him uh, whirl up his minigun. And then we also see like a hatch open up in the back. We're not sure what that's for. Although this little detail is nice. I really enjoy it. I don't know why. It's just a dopey little detail. That means nothing. I just really enjoy seeing all that shit happen. So the minigun whirls up. He's now uh, like circling around the water tower of the apartment building. He takes out a few of the support structures of the water tower. It comes toppling down. All this water comes cascading uh, across the roof, down the front of the building, just extinguishing as much of the fire as it can so Lori can jump down into the, in through the roof onto the top floor that everybody's trapped on. And the uh, thing that pops up is to catch the shell casing yes. from the minigun. All the shell casings, the little bits, just come uh, out of the minigun and right into that little chute. I'm just like, that's just brilliant. I, I don't remember that from the comic. It's just a little detail that I guess Zack Snyder put into the movie. I don't know why. I just enjoy little things like that. So, it's Little touches that yeah. show. It's the extra detail. Right. Um, so... Uh, Lori opens up a hatch in Archie. Uh, Dan hovers her above the apartment building. She jumps through, jumps through the weakest point. Bam, hero pose as all this fire and mayhem is happening. She gets to the nearest where she thinks the people are trapped, opens up the door, and she's correct. She says, all right, come on, come on, come on. Dan gets to a nearby window, like hovers uh, over to the side. Um, they open up the window, or maybe it's like broken out because I don't think, and I don't remember anybody breaking anything. It's just a, a hole right yeah. there. Um, we, as everybody's being ushered out, I don't know why this scene is in there, but it is, um, we hear a little girl, uh, say, mommy, that man in the spaceship, is he Jesus? I'm just like, uh, and the mom says, no, you fucking idiot. It's not Jesus. As they're all being ushered. The fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) All right. Uh, the hatch opens up on the side as everybody's being ushered into the, uh, into Archie. Um, Lori makes one more quick check. She's like, is there anybody else? And before she's able to actually confirm if there's anybody else, we see the fire is starting to uh, erupt and explode the rest of the building. She goes in slow-mo, running out of the building, lands in Archie right at the last second as the hatch comes up and closes, keeping everybody safe inside. Night Owl looks at Lori. She looks at Night Owl. Well, he looks back like, oh, fuck. Like, did she make it type shit? And she did. They both nod at one another. And then we get, like, quick cuts of them, like, giving everybody hot cocoa and ushering them out into the street below with the other firefighters. And they're cleaning up at this point. And they are now hovering above the city. And they're all like, yeah. Or Lori's like, yeah, that was great to do. That was so amazing. Um, I I believe Dan is like, I don't know. He's like, yeah, that was really good. And being that the the world can end tomorrow, what difference does it make? Or something along the lines where he's very happy, but he's not... It seemed a bit cheesy the way he said it. He's very well, happy that 
he's happy that they're doing it. And she's like, but we probably shouldn't do it anymore. And he's yeah, like, that's it. And he's like, well, fuck it. Like, the world's ending tomorrow so, anyway. So yeah. let's let's just do what we want. Right. Um, and then they start making out some more. Um, and I think this whole sequence, I know some people rub up against it and can't stand it. But I love it. Because, yes, it's cheesy. But I think this is just Zack Snyder fucking just honing in on the cheese the entire time. Because they start making out. They start getting each other's clothes off. And they start going to town on one another, just fucking like, uh, <laughs> like it's their fucking biological purpose is to fuck in this floating fucking airplane, bird-like thing. The only part of it that I don't like is when she's coming and hits the flame. There. <laughs> so the first part about it that I don't like, <laughs> I'm on board with like 90% of the soundtrack, mm-hmm. but for whatever reason... I do not like this version of Hallelujah. Okay, well, this is the original version. This is um, Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah. This is the original, the only person that can sing the song because he is tight-lipped about his copyright. Leonard Cohen will only allow his Hallelujah, with other few exceptions, of course. You'll hear Hallelujah. It's, it's way, way slower, though. I don't think it is. Like the yeah, the comp the composition of it is way slower. No, I've always remembered it as being a very slow start because we hear the fourth, the fifth, the blah blah blah. The minor fall, the major lift. No, I know that it's a slow song, mm-hmm. but it's just something about this guy's like the voice that sings it or something. Something about it rubs me the wrong way. <laughs> okay. I don't know exactly what it is. It's possible, it but could I was slowed like, down, but I, I don't think it is. Like this, like it doesn't have the correct pacing okay. that i'm used to hearing whenever i hear the song uh-huh. um so I, I it just like threw me okay um but we also forgot that uh like he puts it in hover mode and then they hit the mist button to like yeah to, to disguise in disguise their location thing yeah. and then yeah as she's coming she you hear the oh 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 Yes, uh, she's coming hard for the first time in, a, I'm assuming, quite a while. Obviously, Dan as well. And as she crescendos in her coming, she, her hands, like, fucking flail out, hit the flamethrower, all this fire comes out, which I think they would have been like, oops, because we look at street level, everyone's looking up, and they see this light forming in the sky, and immediately they'd be like, this is it! This is it! It's a nuke! It's the nuke! It's time! Riot! <laughs> Uh, but nobody freaks out. They're just all like a bit apprehensive as seeing this cloud and everything. But we cut back up to them in the uh, in Archie, and they are now post-coitus, and they are just like holding one another. And Dan's like, maybe we should go break out Rorschach. Go break. Is this the scene? I thought we had uh, the scene of the guy dying, or maybe well, like right at the end of uh, before we get them post-coitus. It like cuts away to his heart monitor beeping and then <clears throat> flatlining, mm. and then it flashes back to, to them. To them, all right. Cuddling. Um, yeah, and then they are uh, uh, just enjoying one another's company. And Dan's like, maybe we should go. I don't know for old times' sake, for the brotherhood of us other vigilantes. Superheroes. Well, break out, break out Rorschach. And she's like, what? Why? He's fucking nuts. And he's like, well. He's kind of making some sense. But he was my partner, and I'm pretty sure that he didn't actually kill Moloch. Jacoby. Yeah. He, like, 
I think he was framed like something something isn't adding up. yeah uh, something's like, not adding up he's making some sense because it doesn't make any sense why John would give specific people cancer and not us I mean you've been around him I've been around him off and on and we don't have cancer so this doesn't something doesn't make sense so I think we should break out Rorschach and she's like all right fuck it um uh we then cut to Rorschach the full ride has happened in the prison that Rorschach is at like full tilt not in just like the one there's a guy on fire (laughs) yes (laughs) he's like half clothed and he's literally on fire as he passes the camera like he stands there and lets himself get lit on fire (laughs) and he's like oh fuck it burns (laughs) like what the fuck did you think was gonna happen um we see big figure with his two henchmen right behind him and one of the henchmen has um like a metal grinder of some sort it's I'm not exactly a, it's sure. It's an what angle it is. grinder. And angle grinder, whatever the fuck. So it's meant to cut like metal and shit like that. Yep. And uh, with a cutting disc on it. Yes. And we see Rorschach just ripping up uh, pieces off of his uh, prison uniform as big figures like, this is it, Rorschach. This is the moment. This is when we're going to get to you. And we got this device to cut through the lock to get you. He died, and we brought you this present from the, uh, the machine shop. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to get you out. And then Rorschach says, fat chance. And then we see the big guy, big bald Nazi guy, lunge at the uh, cell once again. Only he's over the lock that they need to cut out. And right when the guy lunges at Rorschach. He's like, like, we've got this place on lockdown, and we've got this grinder. We're going to get in. What do you have? And, uh... Yeah, I don't know what the line is. Rorschach says... Or he, he like slams up against it again, and then Rorschach says something. That, I think it's like fat chance or something that causes the guy to reach in, reach in, and he's he's like, "We've got and, this. What do you got?" And then Rorschach grabs him, and he's like, "I've got your thumbs." Yeah, because um, Rorschach is just out of reach for the guy, and the guy reaches out, and he's like, "I got your thumbs." Grabs them really hard, and then breaks, breaks them. them. And the guy screams out, and we see Rorschach with the uh, shards of the sheet or uh, shirt that he was ripping up, wrap it around the guy's uh, uh, wrists, locking him in position, preventing them from getting to the lock properly. And the other thug is like, I don't know what to do, figure. What do I do? And Big Figure's like, I've waited 15 years for this moment. Nothing's getting in my way. Sorry, big guy. He pats him on the leg, walks over to the side. And we see the uh, other thug also say, sorry, big guy. No, nothing personal. Oh, yeah, nothing personal. As they use the angle grinder to, to cut, cut through. cut off his arms. Cut through his arms. Uh, he's screaming out in pain. All his blood's fucking flying all over the place. Splashes against Rorschach's face. He makes, he, he like, his face twitches a bit as the blood hits him, but he makes no, like, like, oh, Jesus, you're cutting through your own guy's arms type look. He's like, all right, this is what you want to do. Um, they cut through both of his arms. The guy is dead at this point. He falls to the ground. Um... I think he says, uh, big figure says something else snide. And then he's like, he's like, you got to learn the score. And Rorschach looks at him and goes, one zero. Your move. Um, and then we see the other thug grinding into the bars around the lock to get it uh, uh, cut off. At that same instance, we also see the Archie uh, vehicle with Night Owl and Silk Spectre 2 come into frame over the police or the prison uh, system, and it's everything uh, all over the place. We see prison guards trying to wrangle as many prisoners as possible, but they're just super overwhelmed. Um, fires are happening all over the place. As they hover around, we see Lori jump out of her rig, or out of the Archie rig, and land and make like a superhero pose type thing. 
as Dan puts it in autopilot and he comes sailing out of it. We then cut back to um, uh, them through the bars now. Yeah, we see the lock hit the ground, them opening the bar. We see Rorschach step back further into the uh, prison cell, and then the big guy with the angle grinder charges at Rorschach. Rorschach steps out of the way and like pushes him further into the prison cell. He falls into the toilet, knocking him out, breaking the toilet completely. All this water comes rushing out. At that same instance, we see Rorschach get up onto his bunk as Big Figure is also watching this as well. and uh, He's like, oh, fuck, both my big guys are gone. Yeah, we see the big guy with the angle grinder now mixed with water. Uh, we see like there's like a, a, a... Frayed wire. Frayed wire of some sort as it hits the wire. We see the big guy writhe in pain. He's being electrocuted at this point. And no, I think the one nothing is... No, because after he does... After the, the guy gets two nothing, your move. He says... Two nothing, your move. Yeah, I forget what he says. One nothing, and then something else. I can't remember exactly. It's like one nothing Rorschach, maybe or All right, something, something like, like that. along those lines. Um, and thus indicating that Rorschach has taken out both of Big Figure's guys. Big Figure's like, oh shit, drops the cigar and goes running off. We then cut to moments later, as Night Owl and Lori come down to where Rorschach's cell block is, and Lori's like. Do we even know if he's still alive? And as she finishes the line, Night Owl stops, sees the big guy with the arms cut off right next to where Rorschach's cell should have been. And Night Owl's like, yeah, he's still alive. Um, we then cut to them uh, deeper into the prison cell. They're at one uh, end of the hallway as they see other prisoners run to the opposite end of the hallway. And they both look at each other, nod at one another. And they're like, and oh. they're like beating the... Tempered glass of where the, of guards, where the are. guards are. Yeah, or at least one guard is. Um, and uh, we see one guy staggering behind the rest of the group of prisoners that are ba- beating on this glass. He sees them, comes running up, and Lori just stomps him into the ground. Literally just takes her foot, bam, right into the chest, right into the ground. Down he goes. She goes running up ahead uh, of Night Owl. He's taking out a few stragglers that come out of different cells as she just rips through motherfuckers um she takes them out left and right and then it becomes like an overwhelming force so dan steps in and starts helping her out and they just start well no it's like a like a tango type thing where yeah she takes the lead and beats up a few guys and then more bad guys come and she kind of steps to the back and then he dan takes, the, takes lead. the lead and starts beating people up and she cleans up after him basically like yeah. as a few stragglers come out of different cells she does the same well and, and like people that uh that dan just like punched once that kind of like are starting to recover she takes out, out completely the rest of the way um so yeah they're tearing through motherfuckers left and right uh she does that really cool elbow move a few times i really like i don't know what it is but she does this like backhanded elbow thing that she does it's really fucking cool Dan kicks a few guys in the chest, and they are eliminating every prisoner on that level. They get up to where the where the prisoners were beating on the guards' uh, window. Uh, they get through that section of the cell, and well, R- Lori's ahead of him. Well, no, during this um, this scene, we also see the psychiatrist like duck into a hidey hole. That, that's right, some sort of like small office of his. He's like ducking and weaving through all the chaos around him. I'm assuming it's an office or a where or a storage room of some sort. Because right when he enters it, he's looking around and then he sees Rorschach on the other end of the room, just like lounging there with his arms crossed. He's like, "Where's my he's face? He's like, "Oh my god! Like, what? Don't what do you kill want? me! Yeah, don't kill me! Don't kill me!" And he just 
Rorschach just goes, where is my face? Yep. Um, the doctor scrambles around, grabs the box. Rorschach rips it from his hands. He opens up the box, lays it on the uh, table next to them, takes out the mask. He's like, tell me, doctor, as he puts the mask on, rips it down over his face. What do you see? And then we cut to Laurie and them finishing up the prisoners. As they get through this one small corridor next to where the guard station is, um, we see the guard come out, point a gun at Laurie. He says, freeze. And then he sees Night Owl come through the same corridor, taking his uh, eyes off of Laurie for a second, just enough for her to basically manhandle him, take the gun out of his hands, and knock him out. And Night Owl, I love the exchange. They don't say anything, but they look at one another. Like Dan's like, oh, come on. And she's like, what? He was going to shoot me. He had a gun pointed at me. What was I supposed to do? I didn't hurt him oh, too bad. you. Yeah. And uh, as they turn this corner, we see Rorschach, or we see big figures storm into some bathroom. Um, and before they turn the co- corner completely, we see Rorschach about to enter that same door. And they're like, Rorschach! Hey, Rorschach! And Rorschach's like, Dan, so glad to see you in uniform. And he's like, hold on, I gotta use the bathroom. And we just see the camera pull into where Rorschach's going in, and the door swings must, in and out. Must use men's... Er, he says something about... Uh, Dan just needing a piece of tail to get him back. I think that's costume. on the roof as they're on the roof and everything. And he's like giving her shit. Oh, yeah, that might be it. Um, but he's like, excuse me, must use men's r- room. Men's room. And they're both like, what the fuck? Okay, I guess we're going to wait out here. And we see that the door swings in and out. And as it swings back into where Big Figure is, he's backing away slowly from Rorschach. Rorschach's getting closer. Door swings back out, back in. Uh, Rorschach and Big Figure are now closer. Back in, back out, and all we have in frame whenever it goes back in is just Rorschach standing over Big Figure. It holds for a second as the um, two, uh, as Night Owl and Silk Spectre 2 are there waiting, just like, all right, come on, t- sometime today. Rorschach comes you out. You hear the toilet flush. Yes. Rorschach comes out, uh, checks himself, and then they both walk out. They follow him, uh, and then we see the camera pan from where they were down to where the door uh, slit is on the floor. And we just see all this blood pooling out of underneath the door. Um, we cut to the three of them now on the roof. And he says, once again, nice to see you in uniform, Dan. And uh, who knew it would just take a nice pair of legs to get you uh, up and moving. And Lori's like, hey, fuck you. And then uh, Rorschach is like, oh, did you leave John for Dan? Did somebody put you up for it? Up to it? Um, and Lori's like, no, this ain't fucking happening now. I ain't dealing with this shit. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And Night Owl's like, all right, you two. Now's not the time. We need to get the fuck out of here. As they're having this argument. We're going to start taking fire. As they're having this argument, we see Night Owl rummaging around on his wrist and like hand and shit, trying to get Archie to them. And right when he says, not now, guys, then Archie approaches, opens up the like landing hatch or whatever the fuck. As they all walk in, Rorschach's the last one to uh, attempt to get in. And we see a bunch of guards come up to the roof. They say, freeze, don't move. Rorschach jumps onto the thing, into Archie, hits the button. It closes completely, just as the guards are shooting at them. Um, They're just unloading on Archie at this point. We see Dan fly off. uh, Dan and the group fly off in Archie as the cops try to take him out with their shotguns and pistols. Um, We cut to uh, Archie coming back into the uh, owl's nest, whatever the fuck. It lands. Uh, Dan shuts everything off, goes up to Lori, or turns around in his seat, sees Lori... Like, looking off in the distance. He's like, hey, what's what's wrong? And she's like, oh, nothing. It's just, I don't know. I I should probably tell jo- John about us. And as he's like, oh, hey, don't worry about it. It's nothing. And as he's about to uh, go in for a kiss, well, the latch is about to open. No. Rorschach 
is exiting the thing because he says something about uh no no it's opening and as they as it opens and they kiss we see blue light emanating through the cracks as it as it opens and john's right there um so nobody's exited the rig just yet rorschach's off to the side as they're having this conversation uh, conversation and they're about to kiss and as they kiss we see the blue light coming through as the latch opens up and Lori catches the blue light. Dan's like, what? What's going on? And then he also sees that there's a oh, blue light shit. and there's John right in front of them. And uh, Lori's like, John, what are you doing here? And he's like, uh, or she's like, I thought, I thought you, you were on, on Mars. Mars. I am. Right. Uh, he says, I currently am on Mars. And then Lori asks, like, okay, what are you doing here? He's like, um, you're about to join or I came here to get you because you're about to convince me to come back. Try to convince me to come back and save humanity. And Lori's like, all right. Uh, she's about to go. And Dan, she looks back at Dan. And Dan's like, Lori, no, don't. And Dan, er, and Lori's like, Dan, trust me. Um, she goes off with um, uh, Dr. Manhattan. They do the whole whoosh, and there she is on Mars. And she's gasping for air. He's like, oh, it's beautiful, isn't it? Yes. And what, what's wrong with you? <laughs> she collapses to the ground, gasping for air. John touches her by, behind the de- neck, and we see this like blue orb form around her. He's like, I'm sorry. I f- sometimes I forget these things. Um, as he's showing her his now glass fortress that he's formed all in on the Martian surface. Yep. And like we mentioned last week, it's just like this almost atom-like uh, structure. We have these, like, like swirling uh, glass discs and, like, uh, pe- pieces of glass, like, swirling around. We have, like, the spinning top at the very top of the glass structure. It's all, like, a bunch of steps, and it's fucking swirling mess of shit. Um, very pointy, um, very angular, um, a very glass house-ish. And, uh... He probably shouldn't throw rocks. Right. Uh, and John is telling her, like, this is, uh, this is where you're going to try to convince me that I'm, uh, going to come back to Earth. And then we don't see much of the conversation at the beginning. We then cut back to Rorschach and Night Owl. Night Owl's working on a few things. Or, no, no, no. No, we don't cut back to Rorschach. I believe we cut back to... Yeah, we cut back to... The news vendor with the kid, and this is where I originally thought another Black Freighter thing was going to happen, because uh, he's about to be approached by the Not Tops, and then we see like a random Not Top come up to the main group that's about to accost this kid again as he's reading this comic, and uh, he stops the rest of the group. He's like, look, uh, did you just hear they broke that Rorschach out of prison? And uh, one of the Not Tops, the leader of this little gang, is like, oh, yeah, Rorschach put my cousin in a chair in the wheelchair for the rest of his life. And uh, we hear another knot top say, you know who his partner was? Night Owl. And then the original guy that ran up to the group. Well, no. uh, He says that Rorschach was sprung from prison by Night Owl. Night Owl. And um, And the original guy that runs up to him, he's like, you know what? I think that Night Owl lives right up here, up at this auto body shop. They used to be partners. So maybe he fucked up your cousin, too. Yeah. We should go. Do something about it, yeah. Um, we then cut to Hollis Mason on the phone, and he's talking to Sally Jupiter, the original Silk Spectre. And she's like, oh, Hollis Mason, why, you've had my number for years. Why did you take it until our twilight years uh, to call me now? And he's like, I don't know, just reminiscing. And I heard in the news that 
uh, a night owl or an owl-shaped uh, superhero uh, and a scantily clad other superhero were uh, seen helping a group of tenements out of a uh, burning building. And Sally Jupiter's like, oh, my little... A group little... of tenants. What did I say? Tenement. Yeah, tenants. That's what I, mean. I don't know why the fuck I said tenements. <laughs> <laughs> they were helping a group of houses out of a burning house. <laughs> right. Um, uh, but it, Sally Jupiter's like, oh, my little Lori's at it again. Uh, maybe someday she'll thank me for all I gave her or some shit like that. For getting her started. Yeah. And we see her... Uh, no, no, that scene's later, where we hear her say, once again, that even through its grimy mo- moments, there's some sh- sunshine or some yeah. shit that comes Much way later. later. And they're just reminiscing on old times. We see flashes of the photos around in Hollis Mason's apartment of all the different exploits that the original Night Owl got into, of like busting Nazis, kicking the ass out of bad guys, shit like that. And then he hears a knock on the door. And he's like, oh, I don't know, Sally. Just trying to reminisce on the old times. And he's like, I got to go. It was nice talking to you. And he's like, I got to knock at the door. So I'll talk to you later. He hangs up the phone. We hear another knock. We hear someone say, hey, is this Mr. Al's place? He's like, I'm coming. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, we want to talk to Mr. Al. Um, He opens the door just as far. One of them says trick or treat. Yeah, uh, he opens the door just as far as his chain will allow the door to open. And he sees a bunch of the not top gang members there. He's like, we're going to make you pay, buddy. And as the original Night Owl is about to close the door, they kick it completely open, knocking Hollis down on the ground. And then this is where Hollis uh, fights back and he's reminiscing on the old times whenever he's fighting all these Nazi thugs. We see someone in like a glass ball helmet thing. Um, He fights them. As they are fighting, we're cutting back between him reminiscing about fighting his old enemies from back in the day. And we cut between that and uh, actually what's happening of these not tops kicking the shit out of this old man. He's trying to put up his best. It's working for a bit, but the numbers are just not in his favor. They get the better uh, hand of him. They knock him down on the ground. We see one of the not tops see a nearby uh, like trophy that's like big and thick. Looks almost like an Oscar. Yeah. Uh, he Except it's, it. it's Night Owl and it says, thank you for your service. Yeah, or something like that. Um, and, uh, he grabs it, uh, raises it above his head and, uh, the original Night Owl, uh, hallucinates or reminisces about, this is about a magician bad guy that he had. It cuts between that and the original Night Owl. And we see the, uh, not top swing down as the music, uh, the, the melody crescendos and like, oh, this is a, an amazing moment for the original Night Owl. And we cut back to real time and we just hear thunk. Thunk, and the music thunk. completely cuts out. Like, yes. I love this choice, how it was like building to a swell, and then instead of getting the swell and the payoff, you just get <laughs> thunk, <laughs> thunk, thunk, thunk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then the rest of the knot-tops are like, Jesus Christ, dude. Like, yeah. calm down. Ease the fuck up. But he tosses the thing off to the side. It's covered in blood. At this point, they walk out. And then we cut back to Rorschach and Night Owl. We see uh, Night Owl just tinkering with a few things inside Archie. They get outside of Archie, and he's trying to refuel the ship and everything. He takes off the nozzle. We see Rorschach and Night Owl both having a conversation. It's like, we got to figure out something. we got to figure out who's behind all this. Maybe we need to... Well, no, Rorschach uh, says something about, like, Lori being a whore. Well, that's later. That's, the end. that's like, in the middle of their conversation. They initially start off with trying to figure out who's behind all this shit. They don't... They don't talk about that till the end of the conversation. Like that's how the conversation. No, the ends. conversation ends with them making uh, amends with one another. Because they it, shake hands and they're like, "Yeah, let's go check out uh, this bar that uh, a lot of these pyramid transnational people hang out in." 
Because it starts off with them coming up with ideas. So they're just throwing ideas out. And Rorschach's, no, tried that, tried that, didn't come up oh, with Oh, yeah. You're right. So, yeah, uh, Night Owl's like, maybe we should go to Pyramid Transnational. Rorschach's, like, no, I already tried that. Dead end. Dead end. Um, it's a front for some somebody, but I just can't figure out who it's for. And uh, they're trying to put two and two together, and it's just not working. And then Rorschach makes a comment. It's like, maybe if we had Lori here, maybe... Your, I think he says like whore girlfriend or some shit like that. Or it, he insinuates that she's a whore. Uh, he doesn't call her a whore directly. He just insinuates that she's a whore. And Dan right away is like, you know what? No, fuck it. Stop that. As he slams the hose down, as he takes it off of Archie, he's like, you know what, Rorschach? You, everybody fucking just tiptoes around you. You get to say and do whatever because, you want. Because they think you're a psychopath. Right. He's like, well, I'm, I'm sick of it. You... Uh you live off of me while insulting me, and I'm not gonna fucking put up with it anymore. Uh, yeah, uh, we see Rorschach taken aback by this, and he holds. And then he's he's like, "Oh wow, he's right." <laughs> yeah, uh, Dan goes back to a little bit of what he was originally doing, and then we see. Rorschach. And then he he turns around. He's like, "I'm I'm sorry, Rorschach." Yeah, because like, Rorschach is now right behind him. I shouldn't have said that. Like it was. It was mean. <laughs> it was mean. <laughs> it was not the right the thing moment. to say. And then Rorschach's like, "No." You've always been a good friend. Yeah, he also says, like, I know I'm a bit uh, hard at times, but you've always been... But you've always been a good friend, and he offers him his hand to shake. It's a nice little moment between these two characters. And uh, he shakes his hand, and he's like, it's... It's nothing like water under the bridge type thing, like yeah. buried the hatchet. Um, and then I believe Rorschach's like, maybe we should go check out this bar where all these transnational... Or pyramid transnational guys hang out. And... We well, see- they don't know. They're like, we should hit up some underground contacts that that's right that's right um i like we can go to this bar that uh was the on the matchbook that he found at uh the assassin that tried to kill adrian yeah harry's happy bar whatever yeah, Harry's happy bar or whatever he's like we can go there and see if anybody knows anything about uh transnational pyramid transnational pyramid transnational and he's like all right that sounds like a good plan yep uh we then cut to back on mars and, uh, or no, I think we get like a small scene here of, uh, of Nixon with Henry Kissinger and all them. And yeah. they're all like saying, it's, uh, it's nearly there president. We need to figure out something. And he's like, all right, let's take us to DEFCON 1. Fuel up the bombers and take us to DEFCON 1. Yep. And then we cut to Lori and Dr. Manhattan on Mars. And he's, uh, showing her around the glass structure and they're going up steps and he's like, he stops and he's like, this is where it happens. This is where you tell me you've been sleeping with Dan. And Lori's like, well, if you already know that it's going you, to happen. You know about that? And he's like, well, I don't yet. But you will tell me in a few seconds. And Lori's like, well, if you already know it's going to happen, then why the fuck should I fucking even bother be telling you any of this? If you already knew um, why or how all this was going to play out, then why are we here? What are we doing? What the fuck is going on? And da- or Dr. Manhattan's like, look, I, I don't know why you're getting so up- upset. I don't understand why t- me knowing wh- how time lay- plays out is so distressing to you. And Lori's like, look, because it drives me insane, because it's inhuman, it just doesn't, doesn't compute, huh? Robo-man, what the fuck? People, people can't do that. Right. Um, and Dan is trying to, or she's like, she tries to convince him uh, to come back to Earth, and Dr. Manhattan's like, no, that ain't going to happen. And she's like, why? Or he's like, why should I go back? And he's like, I believe in – or Laurie's like, I believe in miracles. And <laughs> Dr. Manhattan's like, miracles are bullshit. <laughs> They're just nothing but just random chance. It means nothing. Miracles are utter trash. And then she's like uh, – a few seconds pass, and she's like, 
look, I'm sorry I didn't tell you about me sleeping with Dan. And then we see him. He's like, start. what? You're sleeping with Dan? <laughs> and she's like, oh, you just told me you knew. <laughs> and then we cut to, I believe, Rorschach and Night Out going into the bar. Just walking in in costume. Yes. And then everybody just kind of stops <laughs> and looks at them like, what the fuck is going on? All right. And Rorschach says, Pyramid Transnational. <laughs> yes. Who knows about it? And like everybody at the bar like stops and looks at one guy that's sitting at the bar. And he's like inspecting his drink. And then he looks up and sees that everyone is looking at him. And he's like, oh, you guys are all assholes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just bought a drink for everybody in here. And you fucking sold me out to these motherfuckers. And Rorschach walks up to him and he's like, hey, listen, if you don't uh, take a step back, I'm a, I'm going to break this glass over your head. And Rorschach just reaches up and crushes the glass in his hand. And the guy's like, oh, <laughs> fuck, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Yeah, the guy calls him, if you don't back up, squishy face. Yeah, squishy face. <laughs> and as this exchange is happening, we cut to a random not top off to the side. Um, and so the guy is now right. The guy that Rorschach grabbed the guy's hand and broke the glass in the guy's hand is basically telling them that he was hired um, by some woman named Slater. And they're like, Janie Slater. And, and the guy's like, like, yeah, she was real nice too. And he's like, oh, maybe it was like, or and she said, uh, or he says that she told him that they were going to hire a bunch of old convicts to try to get them, you know, as a positive for the company, trying to get old convicts. And I, and I knew, uh, I forget what his name was. The assassin? Yeah, the would-be assassin. Yeah, Roy Chess. Roy Chess. I knew Roy from whenever we were... In the the, prison. Yeah, in prison together. And he was like, oh, you're in prison together. And he's like, yeah. He's like, you know, I did my time, but then I went straight. Like, I'm just trying to survive now. I'm not doing anything like I used to do. Like, I've been been good, Scout's Honor. (laughs) I swear, I'm not And, uh... Rorschach's like, all right, like who, who paid you to do this? And then he says that it was Jenny Slater, and Dan and him both are like pyramid are international. All, and yeah, Rorschach like lets the guy go, and then they're just standing in the bar talking about it, and they're like, you know what? We could probably have Adrian like trace the money, and yeah, his and people find out, will probably be able to help find us out, out who is the uh, backer for Pyramid International. The backer. And as this is going on, there's a news report on the uh, the TV in the bar that says that Hollis Mason has been killed, um, and that uh, a group of not tops were seen leaving leaving the-, the area, and so they the police believe that it was the not tops. And Dan is starting to lose it at this point, and then he sees that random not top guy in the bar and goes right up to him. He's like, "Who was it? Was it you? Do you know and who I'm, it was?" I'm pretty sure. That the guy who plays this not top also played like a super like goth looking dude on an episode of Psych. Because as soon as I saw I him. I think, yes! Because he, he was always like, I'm a hard person type shit. And then and they then take they out they his headphones. His, and he's listening to like <laughs> classical up, music. Up in a way, <laughs> my beautiful. Just very peppy music or whatever the fuck. Yeah, his, I think you're right. His name, his name in that was Rory. And the only yes. so I I remember that because I remember a lot of just random shit. But the reason that I made the connection in the first place is because as uh, Night Owl approaches him, 
he reacts kind of the same way and is like, oh, come on. I knew you were going to hassle me about this. Yeah, yeah. Because, oh, well, s- something bad happened, so it must have been me. The not tough. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm the only one here. And he's like, I don't fucking care. Like, who was it? Yes. Who? And what? the guy's like, what about my civil liberties? And then Night Owl loses his shit. <laughs> and just beats the piss out of him. <laughs> he's coughing up blood, spitting out teeth and shit. And he's like, I'm going to fucking tear you all fucking new asshole. I'm going to rip this neighborhood apart to get rid of all you little shits. And as he's just pummeling into this guy, and as he's about to Getting reach Getting ready back, to fucking Murder him. him in front of all these Rorschach, witnesses. Rorschach just grabs him. And <laughs> he says, not in front of the civilians. Yeah, not in front of the civilians. <laughs> and uh, then Night Owl's like, you tell your friends that I'm coming and I'm going to kill all of you. Yep. And then he's like uh, uh, yelling out in anguish. He's like, God damn it. God damn Hollis. As Rorschach ushers him out of the bar and everything. Um, I believe the next scene is... I, see, I think we see a small scene of... Uh, Adrian with his researchers, the people that have been building whatever yeah. they've been building throughout the movie. And we see all these like people out in the middle of the Antarctic um, where this big like uh, monument for the pharaohs of old have been built for them, where this research facility has been um, taken, where this research facility was also built inside this yes. monument for the pharaohs. Because um, Adrian Voigt. 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 Um, doesn't necessarily believe himself to be one of the pharaohs, but he like identifies with them and really, really enjoys the, yeah, yeah. the culture and stuff. Especially so Ramesses this, is second. So this, uh, this thing that he has built to house the free energy for the world um, is built to look like uh, one of the pyramids. Mm-hmm. And we got the columns and the obelisks and the whole nine yards with yep. pyramids on top of pyramids, the whole nine yards with like the big... Uh, like running columns uh, to the main entrance and everything. It's like very ornate and very like gaudy and shit. So, um, and he's telling all this researcher saying, uh, it's to you, Mr. Vite, that all this was made possible. We congratulate you. And they've all got champagne in their hands. They knock it back. And then we cut to Vite and he's got his, uh, weird links thing. And in the comics is, was an experiment that he did on a lynx that turned into Babaspis that we see. That's the, uh, yep. creature's name, Babaspis, just looks like a big tiger with very long, pointy ears. That's like blue. Blue and purple. Like yeah. purple stripes. I think in the comics, it's just like, like red and black or something yeah. like that. Um, but uh, he's also wearing his Ozymandias yeah. get-up. With the golden crown and with everything. With the golden crown, and he's like, you know, honestly, like I would have never been able to do it without you guys. And he's like, and so I am ashamed. Yeah. I am ashamed that this can be your only reward. And then he starts talking about the pharaohs of old yeah. and how they would entrust their, their secrets greatest secrets with their servants. To their servants, and that is why their servants were killed with them. Yeah. Uh, and as he's finishing this conversation, passed. he's walking over the bodies of those researchers. He has poisoned the champagne that they all drank. They're all now dead at this point. He yells for Babaspis. Babaspis comes trailing up behind him, and we see an intrinsic field starting to whirl up, and we see all these people being eviscerated right in front of us. We then cut back to Night Owl, or no, I think we cut back to uh, Lori and Dr. Manhattan having their conversation. I think this is where we get the main, like, oh, dun-dun-dun, she is whose daughter type bullshit right in this sequence. Yeah. Um, 
Well, kind of. So they're like flying over Mars, and he's like, "Yeah," because the end of that last scene, he's, he's like, like I'll "You know, sh- I'm." Because no, I completely forgot. So the end of that last scene, he's like, "I don't know why you want me to go back to Earth. Uh, life is so meaningless. It's all pointless. It's nothing like this gorgeous landscape around us where there's no life." Like I'll sh- I'll show you. I'll show you. And we see the fortress come out of the ground. It's just more of glass around them and shit. Just everything swirling around. He brings it up in the air, and they go sailing across the Martian sky. Um, and then we cut back to, and they're still fucking sailing across Martian air. And, and he's like, "Look, there's no microorganisms. There's no there's no life on this planet, and the planet's getting along just fine." Yeah. Like, um, what did you think an oil field would be perfect here, or a shopping mall? It's all bullshit. Like, none of it means anything. And Lori's like, "You know what? I've had enough of this shit. I'm done." Uh, or we hear her say, uh, "You," he says, "Before you leave, you're gonna be in tears." And he, she says, uh, while she's telling him, just land this fucking thing. She's like, I'm done with this shit. It lands. Uh, she goes down the steps. Dr. Manhattan's already at the end of the steps right in front of her. And she's like, look, take me back to Earth. You were wrong. I'm not in tears. I'm just pissed off. Get the fuck out of my face. Um, and then uh, Dr. Manhattan's like, let me show you what I mean by how time works. No, she's the one that says that. He's like, you can't see everything the way I can. She's like, well, then fucking show me. That's right. You piece of shit. Yeah. And he's like, okay. And And he touches her forehead, and we go back to whenever that original moment that we saw in the uh, last week's episode of her seeing her parents fight, and then we see it more uh, a more extended version of that, and they are arguing back and forth about how uh, she he's saying the father saying it's not my fault you got old. Why don't you go ask your pal Eddie? Maybe he'll give you another romp if you so he'll, want it. He'll give you a better life. And she's like, no, like I only made that mistake once or something. And then the dad's like, you fucking tried to rape you. And then you went back later. Years later. Yeah. Finished the job. Yeah. Like, what the hell? And then she's like... I made that mistake one time, like... When will I ever live it down? When will I ever live it down? sits down on, like, a nearby bed or some shit. And looks out and sees Lori standing there. And says, Mommy. And she says, Oh, Lori. And then we immediately cut to forward in time whenever she meets the comedian in the the, the atrium area where he's about to touch her cheek, where her mother's mole Uh is also on her cheek. And we see... uh, um, uh, Sally approached from behind saying, get your hands off of her. And we hear the same conversation we saw earlier. He's like, can a guy meet his old friend's daughter? Um, geez, what type of person do you take me for? And thus indicating that, um, yeah, that's and his then daughter. It cuts, cuts away a little bit for to like her in the car. Yeah, seconds later as she's in the car crying. And Lori looks at her mother, looks back at the comedian as he as they drive away, and then it cuts back to Lori with Doctor Manhattan as she stumbles away from his hand, and she's just like, "No." And she is in, or no, she's not in tears yet. She's just like, "Wait, no, no, no. not him." And, and then Doctor Manhattan's like, "Oh, no." He doesn't say anything just yet because she she drops her knees, just starts bawling. I wrote it down what Doctor Manhattan oh, okay. says. She just starts bawling. She's like, not him, not him. It can't be. And she just continually cries and cries and cries. And she cracks the... Uh... Yeah, she punches the uh, uh, glass fortress. It starts cracking and everything. And she's just crying and screaming out. And it's like, no, type bullshit. And we see a big shard from on high crack and fall down towards her. It hits 
where it should have hit her, but a big like invisible dome was around her. It disintegrates, and then we just see the entire glass fortress. As Dr. Manhattan walks closer to her and starts speaking, you see the entire glass fortress crumble to, crumble the, ground. to the ground. And then he says, will you smile, as he ha- offers her his hand. Um, she's like, what? What do you mean, will I smile? He's like, will you smile if I admit I was wrong? And she's like, uh, she doesn't say anything. She just looks at him and like, oh, fuck, I don't. Like, what do you mean you were wrong? What were you wrong about? And he's like, miracles. Events with astronomical odds of occurring like oxygen turning into gold. I've longed to witness such an event, and yet I neglect that in human coupling, millions upon millions of cells compete to create life for generation after generation. Until, finally, your mother loves a man, Edward Blake, a man she has every reason to hate. And out of that contradiction against unfathomable odds, it's you. Only you that emerged. To distill so specific a life form from all that chaos is like turning air into gold, a miracle. And so I was wrong. He takes her by the hand. She looks up at him. He's like, all right, let's go home. They out of there. Um, it's a fucking brilliant monologue by him saying it. Yep. Where originally he's like a nihilistic type person. Or what he would seem like a nihilistic type person, but he's not. He's full of all this emotion. He just doesn't express it as everybody else does. He is human. He just constantly, we just on the surface, he doesn't look human, obviously. But right. the way he reacts. And we'll get more into him being more human than anybody ever thought whenever Ozymandias' monologues about who uh, right. Dr. Manhattan is. Um, but then we cut to um, Night Owl and Rorschach are at uh, Vite tower and Rorschach is like he's not in his penthouse he's not in his office where the fuck is this guy um what kind of proclivities does he get up to (laughs) right and Night Owl's just off to the side with his goggles up on his brow and he's just like staring off in the distance and Rorschach's like hey Dan are you with me here and Dan stammers a bit and he's like yeah yeah oh fuck uh let me look at his itinerary on his computer he's like yeah you do that I'm gonna go over here and try to look through some things over here. And we see Rorschach uh, pull out a lockpick set, goes up to a file that has a uh, keyhole on it, starts lockpicking it. Um, we see Dan rummaging through his office, or through uh, Vite's desk. desk, and he sees a floppy disk in one of the uh, like plethora of floppy disks in the guy's drawers, and it just has a pyramid symbol. Dan pops that in, and Dan and him are having, uh, Dan and Rorschach are having a conversation across the room, like trying to figure out who could have done this, what is going on, just throwing ideas out there, seeing what sticks. And then as Dan's trying to figure out, Rorschach. Uh, he puts in the disc and it pops up with a password thing. Yeah, and Rorschach mentions that uh, he. No, not yet, because he types in Ozymandias first. Yeah, and it doesn't and work. It's access denied. And then as Rorschach is sitting there picking, he looks up and sees like a bunch of Egyptian. Egyptian artifacts and yeah. things and he's like funny uh egyptians uh, pharaohs, look, nothing uh, pharaohs believe that the world is always coming to an end the world will end corpses will rise and retrieve their golden hearts from jars their hearts from golden jars yeah, whatever the fuck um and then well the dead should be rising soon then or something like that yeah or no he says i'll hold my breath in anticipation for that moment and then we see Dan like, oh, like, Pharaohs. Oh, Pharaohs. He tries Pharaohs. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. He's like, God damn it, what is it? And then he sees just like four books of different Egyptian things on, well, on his desk. Not just Egyptian things. Like he sees one on Pharaohs, one on Ramses II, and 
uh, Hollis Mason's book, Under the Hood. Oh, is it all yeah. among them? Oh. Um, I just remember the Ramses and the Egyptian thing. Um, yeah, no, Hollis Mason's is there too. But he sees the Ramses II book, and he's like, maybe that. And he puts in Ramses II, and boom, he's in. And he just starts rummaging through all the files on the floppy disk, and he sees a pyramid symbol once again. He opens it up, starts going through all the uh, accounting information, and then he scrolls all the way down, and he sees that with the legal jargon all around it, uh, this company is uh, the Pyramid a Transnational. subsidiary of... Voight Enterprises. International. International. And then they put two and two together. Oh, shit. Adrian's and, and behind Rorschach everything. And Rorschach has broken into... Yeah, at the same moment. Into uh, this file Into cabinet. the file and found a file on Dr. Manhattan. And, and he's like, let's see what the corporate shrinks think about our blue friend or something yeah like corporate that. head peepers is what he calls yeah, them <laughs> yeah. uh about dr manhattan and he reads off some of it that dr manhattan is very close from detaching from this hu- uh human coil or human experiment or whatever the fuck i can't remember the exact wording but just that he need- just needs the right shove to disconnect completely and then they'll be able to do and then he'll be gone yes um uh the Rorschach or Dan calls him over to see and they see that Vite International is responsible for Pyramid Transnational and thus indicating that Adrian Vite uh is behind everything. Dun 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 Uh what is the next scene? Them uh flying towards the Oh Antarctic no. base. So we cut from there and then we just see a journal or we hear Rorschach's final entry at this point. Yeah. As we see lights coming down into the, like this window of the new frontiersman and a journal being slid into like this tray on the other side of the door. And we hear Rorschach's journal for one final time. Rorschach's journal, final entry. Vites behind everything. Why? What's his endgame? I cannot imagine a more dangerous opponent. Used to joke he was fast enough to catch a bullet. He could kill us both alone in the snow. That's where we're going north. Or we're, that's where we're going now. Antarctica. Whether I'm alive or dead upon this reading, I hope the world survives long enough for this journal to reach you. I, li- I live my life free of compromise. I step into the shadows, w- step into the shadows without compliment or compliment, complaint or regret. Rorschach, November 1st. And then we see the uh, Archie fly up into the sky, and I believe we get another black freighter. I think we got. Yeah, we get the last black freighter here. No, we get one more. Is there one more? So, okay, so before he drops off the journal, he we see the sixth... There's one more right when the uh, the bomb, the explosion's about to happen. Um, we get the oh, last yeah. uh, Black Freighter. But this Black Freighter, we get it before the journal is dropped off. So we get, the bla- we get them finding That's out everything, right. then the Black Freighter, and then the journal dropped off and everything. Yep. So the other Black Freighter... <laughs> I wasn't even trying it at that time. But Black Freighter episode is him uh, waking up on what's left of his raft and this carcass of the shark, and he's fully falling into madness. And he's like, fuck it. I, the sea wants me. It can fucking have me. I'm done with this shit. I tried my damnedest to get to my family to try to save them, but it just isn't happening. It can't. I can't get there. And fuck it. And he just decides to dive right into the ocean. And it's a very small scene, I believe. I believe it, the way I'm explaining it is very short, but it just extends out as yeah. we see just him like swirling into like his hallucination further and further and further. Just him seeking, sinking into madness even deeper. 
Um, he's like, my intentions were true, blah, 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 as he sinks further and further into darkness. But he decides to take himself and just dive into the ocean. It can have me once and for all. I don't give a shit. We see him sink, and he doesn't sink very far. He hits the ground. And bam, he opens his eyes. And before we even see what happens next, we cut to... Um, yeah, uh, Rorschach dropping off the journal, the last journal entry, and then we hear dun 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 the Jimi Hendrix uh, all along all the, the walk, watchtower. Along the watchtower, um, we see uh, Ar- Archimedes uh, going across the snowy tundra, and it's just not making it up toward uh, uh, Adrian's uh, big pharaoh mecca. Karnak is um, is what I believe what he calls yes. him at some point. And it's just not—it's just not getting to the proper level. We see that the Archimedes is struggling a bit. So the engines are freezing up a bit, and Rorschach is being the worst <laughs> second-hand driver in the world. He's like, "I don't mean to tell you what you're doing, how to fly this thing, but you need to might, sharply turn up right fucking." Might now. I suggest a, a quick upward uh, change in direction, direction yeah. so that we don't smash into this fucking huge <laughs> ass iceberg directly in front of us <laughs> and the way he delivers the line i just fucking love it like, right. i wish i would have wrote it down word for word because it's hilarious. <laughs> right um but, but at the last second dan's able to turn archimedes up but he kind of like skids into like the top like edge of the uh uh polar ice sheet uh, the Archimedes goes skidding to a stop across the snowy tundra. Um, we cut to uh, inside the big par- uh, big pyramid uh, Karnak thing. And uh, there's Adrian just looking at a bunch of TV screens and everything. We then come back to outside and Dan is now in his uh, snow owl outfit, um, all decked in white and everything. Um, and he's taking a tube from the one end and bringing it to the engines. He's like, I'm going to take the heat from the flamethrower and bring it onto the engines to try to defrost us. And you should probably put on something warm, he says to Rorschach. And Rorschach just... Like, fine like this. Just like brings the coat closer to his neck. He's like, I'm fine like this. And the two of them just go off walking. We hear more of all along the watchtower as they continue walking towards this uh, pharaoh mecca. Uh, and we see one of the cameras come up out of the snow and just track them. We cut to inside the inside Karnak and there's Adrian and we hear Babaspis uh, like stir a bit and he's like what girl what is it and he turns on and he has like like 30 to 40 TVs in front of him and he says what is it girl and he turns over to one turns the channel on one of the screens and it's them walking towards um, Karnak Uh, I believe some time passes but I can't I'm not sure I think it just cuts to them moments later, like cutting into the door. Yeah, them, them cutting into the door. Yeah, I don't think. Oh no, no, I think we see. No, no, that's later. I was gonna say I think we see fucking Lori and Doctor no. Manhattan in the wreckage, but no, that's not. We just see them moments later cutting into the door of Karnak, and Dan's got like this laser gun cutting thing with him, mm. um, and I. Oh no! So uh, Dan says, "I can't believe." Adrian would do something like this. He's a pacifist. He's a vegetarian, for Christ's sake. And Rorschach's like, yeah, so was Hitler. Hitler was a vegetarian. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, we, we see Dan starting to take off his night, uh, or his snow owl outfit, as they get closer and closer. Uh, they're at the top of the steps, looking over Dan. Um, we see a night owl starting to walk down the steps slowly. We see Rorschach off to the side, like climbing down. I've, I found the, the quote. <laughs> oh, for the, the <laughs> backhanded yeah. driver? As the ship is careening out of 
control. Daniel, do not wish to interfere with operation of ship, but perhaps you should pull up sharply. <laughs> yes. Uh, and he does the last second and everything. Yeah. But they are, they cut their way in and then they sneak their way into the. We see, uh, yeah, Ro, uh, Dan is coming down the steps, uh, very slowly, very sneakily, as Rorschach is off to the side, like climbing down structures and everything. And in this, and and I gotta be fucking honest, like, I've uh, taken some steps in the past year to uh, increase my, my physical fitness level uh-huh. and stuff like that. But what Rorschach does here, like, hurt me <laughs> yeah he like jumps like, off of it and grabs he, onto the ledge with one like, hand he lowers himself or well he doesn't lower himself down he steps off the edge and like turns around backwards catches himself with one arm and like his toes and then like silently drops to the ground and i was just like yeah your shoulder joint is popped out of fucking socket <laughs> right. like ow <laughs> right um uh so they're sneaking along when we see this big open area we see all these like pharaoh statues that he's brought in from wherever to antarctica some of them are a bit uh weather warned and everything and we see dan off to the side with like these 30 40 screens of all different like programs no on. we see ozymandias over yeah ozymandias in front of the with babaspis next to him on, in this chair with this like babaspis isn't there anymore i thought he was nope He's gone because uh, Adrian's sitting there by himself, or standing there by the chair. Okay. And as Rorschach like kind of sneaks halfway through, he then like s- starts running and tries to yeah tackle, tackle him essentially. Adrian yeah, and, and he's got this weird remote in his hand as well. And Adrian just kind of like jumps out of the way and, and Rorschach goes Rorschach barreling goes into the TV, barreling into the TV. <laughs> Ozymandias lands, grabs the chair, and throws it as Dan. As Dan is trying to charge up his laser beam thing. To sh- fire it at him. To fire yeah. it at him. He fires it as the chair is coming through the air. It cuts, cuts it off. Half. Cuts off two of the legs. Is it? And then the chair hits Dan, knocks him to the ground, uh, knocks the gun laser gun out of his hand. Thing, yeah. He goes to um, reach for it. and Rorschach stands up, tries to attack Adrian, gets his ship kicked rorschach does yeah rorschach gets shit kicked literally he gets the he gets kicked into or his head like they're in the middle and we see ozymandias just repelling every swing kick punch whatever the fuck like it's nothing yes and he kicks rorschach in the head and then rorschach goes tumbling and like knocks his head again into like the steps and shit and dan tries to reach for the laser cutter as ozymandias lands on top of it and breaks it yeah and Dan stands up and tries to fight him. Yeah, they tussle And it bit. doesn't go well either. Yeah, Ozzy is just repelling every single attack. At one point, Dan does this like weird backflip, triple kick spin into Ozymandias. And Ozymandias just kicks him right in the head. He goes sailing back against the wall and shit. It's fucking weird. And they, they both, they're both trying to... Uh, Take him out in some manner. To, yeah, to do something to stop him. And he's just like, what? What are you guys doing? And they're like, what are we doing? What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yes. And then this is where we get every a reveal of everything. Uh, Adrian has been coming up with this, this plan to uh, kill millions to save billions across the world. That the world is on the brink of nuclear destruction, and that Adrian has come up with a plan. And uh, com- the comedian was the first to figure it out. 
Um, and he was nearly unraveling, so I had to kill him. Uh, and then uh, next up was I spent like two billion in tachyon research to try to block John from seeing into the future, and so he wouldn't know what I was doing. Right. And and uh, and then next up was you. He points the uh, Rorschach. He's like, with your sociopathic tendencies and tenacity, uh, I knew you would just be ripe for you would, picking. You would never stop trying to figure out what right. I was doing. So I killed Moloch. So I killed Moloch and tipped off the police that it was you or that you were there. Mm-hmm. Um knowing that you wouldn't be be able to stop yourself from going there and you'd be arrested. Right. And then he goes into Dan or uh da- Manhattan and I have been coming up what he believed was an idea the engine for unlimited power to give out freely to everybody. But really what it was is to replicate Dr. Manhattan's energy signature. And uh, I believe Dan says something else. And he's like, would you, do you really think I would be telling you my master plan? Well, he, uh, as, as he's pontificating and explaining everything, he doesn't start off with a killing millions to save billions. He's like, you know, the world's on the brink of nuclear destruction, but Mm -hmm. I figured if I hit New York and Moscow and Beijing and these Major cities. Major cities to be able that, that you know, 15 million people would die. Um, but it would bring the world together and unite them so we would not go on kill the each other. brink of uh, nuclear war. And mm-hmm. he's like, it would kill 15 million people. He's like, and Night Owl's like, that's 15 million people dead. Like, you're killing millions and... That's when he's like, to save billions, yeah, like, right. the numbers are on my side Yes, at this point. Like, um, I'm doing the right I thing. I believe Rorschach says, we'll stop you or some, something like that, or something along those lines. And then Ozymandias is like, do you really think I'd be telling you no, my Night master Owl. plan? No, Night Owl says, we're going to stop you. Okay. And he looks at Dan, or he looks at him, he's like, Dan, I'm not some comic book villain do you think that I would tell you every like my entire plan if you could do anything to stop it? I triggered. I it triggered it thirty five min- hour ago, thirty minutes ago, or whatever the fuck. And then we cut to uh, uh, in the main control room. We see it. I don't know what the uh, the initial stand for uh, stand for, but we see on one of the monitors Squid Protocol or Squid thing. It's a weird way to get around the whole what happens in the comics and everything. I don't know what it is. I didn't bother to look it up. It's whatever. But we see all these screens and all the timers have been, they're at zero. And we see that the ignition or the uh, detonation has happened and everything. It says detonation complete, detonation complete, detonation complete. Over all these cities, New York, Moscow. No, New York is the last one. Or whatever the fuck. Paris, uh, Beijing. Paris, London, Beijing, Moscow. A few others. and Yeah, a couple others, but I can't remember what they are off the top of my yeah, head. And then, and then the last one is New York, yeah. and it's like a 10-second countdown is left, and it's running down the timer. And as the timer reaches zero, the machine powers up, and you get the... Yes. Um, and then we cut to another the last Black Freighter scene. Because at the end of that... Yeah. Or... No, 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 we cut to Lori and John, or and John, uh, coming in. No, they don't come in until after. That's right. It's after gone. okay, so yeah, it is the Black Freighter thing. 
Um, and in this Black Freighter uh, last episode, we see that he's woken up. He woke up like he did in the last one, and he realizes he's at the shoreline for Davidstown. He's like, "Oh shit, I'm here! Oh, the fucking Black Freighter must have been here by now, torturing and killing everybody. I've got to get to my I'm family." I'm going to exact revenge because yes. he sees in the in the last portion before he slips into the water, he sees the Black Freighter go by, and he sees. That's right. That's his, what I was forgetting. I his, knew I was forgetting uh, something. His daughters and wife heads severed and heads. Wife's yeah. Head and they're like, "Save us, Papa." Yeah. And he's like, "Oh shit! I was too late. They already took him." And then that's that's the reasoning of why he's like, "The ocean can have me now. I, I have nothing left to live and shit like that." Um. Yeah. He wakes up on the wakes up on the shore. He starts uh meandering up the shore and he hears two horses come trotting along. And he's like, "Oh shit! This must be centuries of some sort. Some sh- some sort." I got to do something about it. He tucks behind a rock nearby and he realizes, oh, wait, no. That's the moneylender in town. And he's here with some whore. Clearly, he was helping the people of the Black Freighter. No, I can't have I to stand. I got to fucking make do sure something they, about don't, it. they don't know anything about um, this. So he attacks the guy. The, guy, she, the woman he's with, he st- she starts freaking beats, out. Beats his head in with a rock. Yep. And he says, uh, what the hell's the line? Um his his head popped uh with the with the treachery that was within or something yeah, like that yeah something along those lines yeah uh and once he finishes with him he lunges at the woman and just chokes the ever loving shit out of her uh just killing her instantly um and then he's like wait if i go back into town with just as just one rider yeah, two riders rode out two riders must ride back yep he puts he, the girl's body back on the horse and steals the guy's clothes and goes back into town and he's like it's too quiet oh way too quiet he passes a uh, he's like oh a lone sentry i gotta act normal and as he passes it he thinks it's one of the members of the black freighter it's not it's a scarecrow um he continues to go further into the town and he thinks he sees a bunch of severed heads off to the side we see a, a light on a light pole of some sort swinging and as it gets back onto where he thinks the severed heads are as he passes we see it's just like floating devices on nets like to keep it buoyant yep. and everything. It's not severed heads. So he goes further into town. He gets to his house, and he's like, "I gotta, I gotta try something. I gotta do something. I gotta fucking save my family. If anybody gets in my way, I'll fucking take." Well, them no, out. he's he's like, "I, I was too late to save my family, but I can exact vengeance." That's right. And he breaks into his house, or I enter my house, uh, soundlessly, and he like walks to his daughter's room and sees that there's someone laying in the bed. And he's like, I have to kill this pirate that is laying in my uh, daughter's bed. But as he goes towards them, uh, he realizes that there's a, a sentry behind him. Yep. And he starts beating them Just mercilessly. bashing it in the head over and over and over again. And he's like, I hear a familiar noise. He looks off to his left, and there's his daughters, perfectly fine. Both of his daughters going, Daddy? Yes, in tears at this point. And then he looks down, and he's like, then she says my name. And we see his near-dead wife saying, my love. And he's like, oh, shit, what the fuck? Oh, man, I'm, I'm gone insane, or some shit like that. And he runs out of his house. And whenever he gets out of his house, he sees that people have now noticed... This all random towns, body. All the townspeople were like, hey, I've never seen a corpse ride a horse. <laughs> right. Weird. And he comes out of his house. They all turn to him. He's like, nah. And he barrels past them. Goes to the edge of the shoreline. As all the townsfolk come after him, we just see like silhouettes and pitchforks and uh, uh, torches just trailing behind him. 
and he's like, oh, and there's the Black Freighter just waiting out there now, at the edge of the water. Now I know what it wanted. I started this with um, love in my heart and stuff, but I realize now that I'm just a twisted monster. Yes. And so they were coming not for Davidstown, but for me. One single person. For me, the one single person. He says he uh, gets to the ship, uh, a rope snakes down in front of him. Everyone on the ship cheers. He grabs the rope. He gets uh, brought up onto the ship, and he's like, there I am. Uh, a monster I am, and a monster I, or murderer. Or I can't remember a the exact line. Monster among monsters or, or some, something like that. Well, something like that. And then we cut to... Uh, uh, and it's the end. Yeah, and we cut to him, the little the kid reading the comic. And he's like, man, this shit don't make any sense. And he slams the comic and on Bernie's chest. He's like, you know what? You keep this shit. I, I've I got to get to school. Because whenever he uh, he comes up before he starts mm. reading this the little scene is uh bernie uh, saying you can keep saying it. hey why don't you just keep it because mm. he reads that um russia has invaded afghanistan afghanistan yep and he's like jesus christ like the world's ending anyway he's like fuck it he's like if this is what brings you joy like you can you can have it on me type thing yep. like like here's here's a little bit of happiness in your last moments on earth yep and then in this scene he just slams it back on the news vendor's chest he's like you can keep it i gotta get to school and the news vendor's like hey wait a minute uh all this time you've been spending here i never caught your name what is it he's like bernard my name is bernard and he's like no shit that's my name too and the kid's like so what man a lot of people have a lot of people are named bernard and then as he says that he sees off in the distance well we also see the uh yeah, it was. It was all happens right in this, like within seconds of one yeah, another. Yeah, you see the. Uh, he sees something off in the distance. The news vendor sees him looking off in the distance, and then at that looks, same moment, looks into the distance as well. And then at that same moment, we see the psychiatrist that interviewed Rorschach stop next to the news vendor, look at his watch. We see uh, like electricity forming inside the watch, and the watch clock stopping Stops. at five seconds to like noon. Um, indicating the five seconds five to midnight. Five seconds to midnight. And then we just see this blue orb form and then just death and destruction rippling out from this big-ass blue orb. The Bernards it, hug each other. Everyone that's in within like a 10-mile radius gets ra- rose up into the air as they are being eviscerated uh, street after street after street. And it's just death and destruction all around. And then we cut to John and Lori landing in the middle of this destruction. No, we cut to... Nixon, all that Henry Kissinger, Kissinger saying, "Going, what the hell? Like, why didn't we get a warning that they launched nukes and stuff? Like, yeah. what was going on?" And Kissinger was like, "No, no, no, it didn't it come from the Russians. It wasn't the Russians. Like, what we can tell um, from from our readings and stuff is that this attack was initiated by Doctor Manhattan. Yes, and then we flash to them arriving. Them in the arriving. Of- now, let's put a pin in it." What are your thoughts about the change? Because pretty much everything is one-to-one comparison until this moment right here in the movie. So in the comic book, uh, Mandias uh, comes up with an idea to send a creature from another planet into New York and a bunch of other cities. Just these like giant squid creatures attacking. Right. Uh, it gives a similar effect that there's this common enemy that every human has on Earth that they all need to take out. What are your thoughts being that it's not that and instead it's a Dr. Manhattan? I understand why they did it. Mm. It makes more logical sense because otherwise the entire world would just be like, oh, hey, let's just use Dr. Manhattan to 
let's convince Dr. Manhattan to come back. But yeah, but in the, the story, in both stories, plays out the same. Dr. Manhattan's off in Mars. They don't know where the fuck he is. They don't know if he's ever coming back. And in both, the only thing that changes is that the squids come back. They don't know if they have Dr. Manhattan. All they know is that they have the squids to deal right. with as a human race. Right. And so, I don't know. I The only logical thing I could think that, to make out of it is that uh, at the end of the movie, they make the uh, argument that, uh, or Dan does later on after everything's been said and done and they're repairing the city and everything. He's like, yeah, we'll keep a secret um, it, just to make sure that everybody stays in line because as long as they think that Dr. Manhattan's out there somewhere and could return... Right. Then he'll come back. I think that was the only illogical thing that they could think of, because why wouldn't they just go back to their ways after they dealt with the squid? Right. Um, and the Watchmen series dives into this. Like, there's like instead of like having, well, they also have like rain and snow, but they also have like squid events as well, like little baby squids raining down upon the city. It's interesting what they do with that Watchmen series. I, th- I once again, I implore everybody watch that Watchmen series. Not only does it deal with what I talked about last week with racism and. All that whole mess of shit, but it also dives in more into like the comic booky realm. We get into we. This is a selling point. I think you need to watch. Jeremy Irons plays an old man, Ozzy Mandias. Right. Fucking brilliant. <laughs> hey, the, what he does in that series is so fucking good. I really think everybody should go check it out. Anyway, back here we see John and Lori bamf right into the middle of the destruction, and Lori's like, "What the fuck? The nukes happen?" And John's like, "No, this I is not this. nukes. This is." Me and Lori's like, what do you mean it's you? What do you mean you did it? He's like, well, no, not me, me, but like this made is, to look like me. This is made to look by me. I know where we have to go, and then they bamf, bamf again, and back to Karnak, where uh, Ozymandias, Rorschach, and Night Owl are all arguing about if this is the right thing to do. And uh, I think they're at the tail end of their conversation, and bam, here's Doctor Manhattan as Ozymandias like slinks off. Into like the underground parts of his facility. Yeah, he runs away. Um, right when Dr. Manhattan arrives. He's like, oh shit, I need to get the fuck out of here. And as they arrive, we see Rorschach and Dan both approach Manhattan. He's like, it's fucking Adrian. He's like, I and Dr. Manhattan's like, I know. I know. He And Rorschach says he killed millions. He's like, just stay he here. He killed the comedian. He killed the comedian. He killed millions. Uh, Dr. Manhattan says, stay here. As he just beelines it towards Adrian. And we just see all blue penis all flapping all over yep. the place. Um, he comes around the corner. He sees the uh, long hallway where Adrian is, or the steps leading down to where Adrian in, is. And he's like, Adrian, it was a nice trick you did with the tachyon particles, but you've got to believe that I could just turn this uh, these walls into glass. So there's no point in hiding. So just come out. We'll talk about this. And doesn't say this, but I'll fucking kill you, and then we'll move on. And uh, Baraspis is uh, uh, there in the. Uh, is it Baraspis? Babaspis. Babaspis is there also in like the little corridor area, and we see John get like halfway through it, and then we cut to into where the uh, scientists, the scientists, the researchers were killed. disintegrated. Uh, Babaspis is just hanging out there with Doctor Manhattan, and we cut to Adrian uh, at the controls for the intrinsic field. He's about to hit the button, and he says, forgive me, girl, hits the button, and we just see the uh, Lynx experiment, Babaspis, disintegrate, and also well John, John be eviscerated as well. We see we cut to, as they're being eviscerated, we cut to a tight shot on the Ozymandias statue that's in front of him. It says, King of Kings, uh, look on my works, ye mighty, and despair. Now, 
Do you know who Ozymandias is in ancient times? No. It's just Ramesses the second. So Ozymandias was the Greek name, the Greeks name for Ramesses the second. Mm. So it's the same person. Um, and as we get that tight shot, it pulls out and we see Adrian come out from around the statue, goes down the steps a bit. They're all trying to argue with him like, hey, what? Or no, as he's about to go down the steps, we see Silk Spectre 2 come out from behind a pillar, points a gun at him. He's like, you asshole, fires. But it, as she fires, everything goes into slow-mo. We see Adrian spin. We see the shot hit in some manner. And, and he, he goes rolls, tumbling down, down the down steps. The steps. They all go down to where the body is. We see his arm across his chest. It goes off his chest and down uh, in front of them. His hand opens, and there's the bullet. He caught the bullet. He's the smartest man in the world. He caught the smartest and fastest man in the world, and he caught the bullet. Um, uh, He kicks uh, Lori in the gut. She goes sailing back into the steps. Dan yells out, if you fucking hurt her, and we just hear Ozzy is like, stand oh, up. Oh, please. <laughs> he pulls the bullet out of the, his uh, like glove. He's, He's like, like, Dan, stop with your boys or schoolboy antics. This is all bullshit. He's basically like, <laughs> you're fucking embarrassing yourself. <laughs> right? There's nothing you can do to me. And then we hear in like a big booming voice on the other side of the glass like pyramid that's above them, we hear Dr. Manhattan, oh, Adrian, you disappoint me so Boosh, giant hand comes in, tries to grab Adrian. He dives out of the way, grabs something right at the last second. As he does, uh, we see Doctor Manhattan zoop, back into like normal size in this facility, and uh, and Adrian's kind of like backing up, yeah, as just like Dr. squirming Manhattan away. Approaches him, and Doctor Manhattan is like, that couldn't even kill John. Like, no, he said, oh, did you not think the first thing I would ever do is figure out how to no, put myself the, back the together? the first trick that I learned was yeah. how to put myself back together. It didn't kill Osterman. It didn't kill Osterman. It's not going to kill me. And he, then he goes on to say, yes, you may be the sma- smartest, the man, smartest in, man in the world, world, but to me, you are no more significant than the smartest termite. Yes, I've seen things uh, happen in the most fastest, most finite, the most microscopic things in the world happen. I've seen things happen so fast that... People could argue that they never happened at all. Right. Um, I've walked on the surface of the sun. Yes. Like, what you're doing is meaningless. You, you are boring me, <laughs> you sir. Are, you are a gnat at a fucking barbecue. What the fuck are you doing? And then he just raises up that weird pyramid remote. And uh, Dr. Manhattan's like, what is this? Another ultimate weapon? And Ozymandias is like, of sorts. Yeah, he says, yeah. And then he hits a button, we see it activate, and all the TV screens light up. The ones that are working anyway, that weren't destroyed by like the fighting and Rorschach running right into them. And we see President Nixon saying, millions were just killed across the world by Dr. Manhattan. And I am now in conversations with uh, the premier of Russia, and we are laying down arms to try to help all the people that are still alive and everybody that's been affected by this. But our common enemy is Dr. Manhattan. And we see Dr. Manhattan see this play out in front of him. And Ozymandias is like, see? It worked. A world united. Now at peace. My plan worked. And Rorschach is like, this is not us. We fight injustice. This is other bullshit. And he storms out. And we see Ozymandias trying to still argue. And we see... like, you can't... If you were to reveal me, then... All of it would be for naught, and then people would still die in the ensuing nuclear war. Right. Like, and Rorschach's like, this isn't us, and then continues to storm out. And we see, just for a glimmer, Ozymandias think about killing him, and Night Owl clocks it. He's like, don't you even think about it, and storms out after Rorschach. 
We stay with the group that's still in the room, Silk Spectre 2, Dr. Manhattan, and Ozzy Mendez. And Ozzy's like, look, do you see? It's fucking working. They're at, they, they lay down arms. It's and fucking working. Night Owl approaches Rorschach. As he's about as to leave. As he's about to leave. And it's like, Rorschach, like, I know what he did was terrible, but he's right at work. Like, no, he doesn't say he's right. Cause he flips the fuck out. Or, at the end. Well, yeah, he, he's like Rorschach. Don't go. Don't do like, this. Don't, don't do this because it'll only like, exacerbate the issue. Yeah. And Rorschach looks at him and is like, I wrote the line down. Oh, yeah. did you? Yeah. It's a, he says, never compromise even in the face of Armageddon. And that's opens the difference the between us. Yeah. It opens up the door, walks out completely. And then we cut back to the group again. And Dr. Manhattan's like, I neither uh, agree. I can, Neither I condone. can see your point without condoning or condemning what you've done. Right. But yes, I agree. And then we go cut back to Rorschach and he's storming out into the snow and he comes across Dr. Manhattan. Dr. Manhattan. And Dr. Manhattan's like, you could have prevented all this if you just, I mean, he's like, oh, now you're human. Now you, oh, that's one thing I nearly forgot. <laughs> As we were talking earlier, we would forget something. So, uh, so it was Ozymandias that gave everybody cancer and made it look like John. Because yes. if he was disconnected, because he saw little micro expressions in John whenever something would happen, he didn't show it to anybody. It was not to the layman; it didn't look like anything. But to someone as smart as the great Ozymandias, he saw them. And D- John was sobbing inside whenever something would happen to anybody so he cared he, about. He knew that all he had to do was pull at those strings, was hurt the people that John cared about to get him to disconnect and we from see the world. that wally weaver uh janie slater they all worked at pyramid a transnational and he put some chemicals in the facility to give them cancer thus indicating or trying to make the connection between john and their cancer no. trying to get him to leave the uh Earth. or leave the planet um back to where we are um uh, Rorschach is saying, now you decide to be human. Now, at this point, you decide to be human. You know what? And he rips off his mask. He's like, I'm not going to stop. So do what you got to do. Just do it. And we see... He's, he says, uh, what's one more body among amongst, the founds- Amongst the foundation. The yeah. foundation of this new perfect world. Or utopia. Against... Uh, he says, Vite's new utopia, I believe is what he says. Yeah, and, and we see uh, Night Owl come up at the end of this uh, doorway and see this transaction happening. And then he says, do it. Just do it already. Just do it. Do it. And Boof. Dr. Manhattan raises up a hand and he viscerates uh, Rorschach. And we just hear Dan scream out in anguish, drop to his knees, rip off his goggles, rip off his cowl, and just cry in his hands. Um, we cut for a second at a, a shot overhead and we just see the blood remnants of Rorschach has made a Rorschach symbol yep, in, in the, the snow. snow with his blood and entrails and everything. Cut back to following Dan inside the building. And, or as he's about to go inside, we see Dr. Manhattan looking at Laurie. He's like, I think I should go. And I'm going to go to a different universe yep. because this one is very complicated. complicated. <laughs> and Laurie's like, I thought you were. He's I, like, I may, he, he, I, I may create life. I've, I now know the, the value of life. I may create. Yeah. Some she's of my like, own. She says, I thought you had appreciation for life. He's like, I do. I may create some of my own. And then he is about to kiss her. They kiss for a second, and he out of there. As that happens, Dan comes in, sees Ozymandias on the other side of the facility, that that big open hallway that they're in, and just screams and charges at Ozymandias. Ozzy just opens up his arms, 
welcomes it. And we see Dan slam him against the wall, just pummeling the shit out of him. Pummeling, pummeling, pummeling. And we see Dan stop for a second. He's like, come on, fight me. Pum, pummel, 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 punch, 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 punch. Fight me, fight me. And Ozzy's not doing anything. He's like, Dan, this was all worth it for World United. 15 million deaths, and I made myself feel each and every one of them. Yep, and then Dan says, no, you haven't idea." No, you haven't idealized mankind. You deformed it. You mutilated it. That's your legacy. He thrusts against him one more time and walks away. We hear the music just do 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 as they as Dan gives Lori his uh, snow owl Silver outfit. Snow owl outfit. And uh, Archie is now at the entrance. They leave. Don't say anything to one another. We just see Dan uh, look back as they uh, exit into Archie. And uh, we cut to a shot of Ozymandias amongst his great work as all this chaos is ensuing. Cut to uh, some time later. We don't get re- a real time frame of what is happening. Yeah, when exactly? Um, but it's Lori in Dan's apartment looking out at the streets. Um, and she, we hear Sally off the distance. She says, do you want me to make one for you? She says, no. Lori walks up to Sally. He's like, look, I need to tell you something. I know my father was the comedian. And we just see Sally. He's like, oh, Lori. Oh, my God, what you must think of me <laughs> yes. type thing. And Lori's like, look, people do things for strange reasons. Lord knows I have. You don't have to explain yourself. But just know I love you. And then as uh, Sally is about to break, she is like, look, uh, even though Edward was a piece of shit, he did give me one fucking amazing thing. You. you. They hug. Oh, touching mom and daughter moment. Uh, we cut to an angle right behind Lori, and there's Dan watching everything transpire, and he's like rubbing off his hands from all the grease and he stuff. He comes back in and says that he has finished upgrading Archie, and uh, we hear. I think Sally's like, "I gotta go. I gotta go freshen up." And she smacks Dan on the ass as she exits into the next room, and he's looking more in shape yes. at this point. Um, and Lori and Dan are very close to one another. They are in some sort of relationship at this point. And then Lori's like, so what do we do now? And Dan's like, we'll keep their secret. As long as everybody thinks that Manhattan's out there somewhere, the, clearly the, the piece world, is going to work. The world will be safe. Um, yep. And then we pull out and we see the, just the reconstruction happening all across New York. It's all been by happening Voight. For, all by Voight. Or Vite. Not Vite. Voight. Vite International. We just see everything starting to, just like in 9-11, whenever 9-11 happened, you saw people rebuilding after the initial shock, rebuilt, reconstruction happening happened, and it was a very beautiful, uplifting thing. Um, and then we pull back a few, just a block and a half away from where the destruction ha- just took out buildings. We see them on the outskirts of it, nearly destroyed, untouched, um, new, front, new, new frontiersmen. We go oh cut to inside the new frontiersman and the uh, newspaper editor is like, fuck it, Seymour. We have nothing to re- uh, report with, with everything. Oh no, we cut to Seymour uh, is wearing a green shirt with like a smiley yellow face on it, and we see him drop some ketchup from the burger he's eating. You see, yeah, you see the smiley face and red start to streak across it, and then it pans out. And he's eating a cheeseburger and some ketchup has fallen on his shirt. Yeah. The editor, and then the newspaper the editor editor. comes out and is like, with everybody in this fucking hippie love fest, there ain't shit to write about. <laughs> like, there's no controversy. And Seymour's like, oh, gee, golly, sir, maybe we should try something from the crank file. Well, no, he says, uh, <laughs> he says, well, I heard that uh, Reagan. Reagan might run for yeah. president in 88. And the editor's like, yeah, right. Like, that's what they want. They don't want some fucking cowboy in the White House. <laughs> right. And he's like, well, I could write something out of the 
crank file and he's like well yeah that's fine like, just print whatever you want print Write whatever it up. you want i believe in you run it i trust you and then we cut to see more looking at the crank file that same basket that rorschach dropped his journal and we see on the top and we just hear rorschach's journal october 12th 1985 a comedian died in new york it ends right there, and we just hear, and then we hear My Chemical Romance, Desolation Row, start playing, and mm-hmm. the credits start rolling, and that's the movie, and it's a fucking fantastic movie. I don't remember how the uh, theatrical cut plays, but I really enjoyed this version of the movie so much more I than anything. I think, minus the, the scenes connecting the Black Freighter and uh, seeing Hollis Mason die, uh-huh. like those are the only major scenes, scenes. That are, major scenes that are added okay. in. Um, I don't think that the theatrical cut was that much different, if I'm remembering correctly. I, I, I mean, cannot it's, remember. It's been a long time since yeah. I watched the theatrical cut, but yeah. I'm pretty sure that it, like, all of the major plot points that happen are the same. Yep. Um, and right. I, you've heard us lament, or not lament, but uh, just, just talk about show our love how of this much, movie. How much we enjoy this There's movie. There's not much more we could say, as we've talked about it over the course of the past two weeks. But let's get to the Rotten Tomatoes score for this movie, which I thought it would be higher, but it's not. Um, so the critic score was 65%. The audience score was 71%. I thought it would be a bit higher. I remember, I guess maybe just because of my neck of the wood, a lot of nerds really I would, enjoyed it. I would say that um, I... I think those numbers are about right from the different people that I've talked to about the movie. I know a not lot nece- of not necessarily like nerds and stuff, but like people who I know two don't major know scenes the source that, material. I know two major scenes that people constantly brush up against. It's the Hallelujah scene when they're fucking and the flamethrower and everything. People mm-hmm. really don't like that, and the ending where uh, instead of the squid, we get the Doctor yeah. Manhattan thing. I know those are two things that people are not too thrilled about. Other than that, it's fucking one to one. Yeah, they, literally, Zack Snyder said we just use the comic book as our storyboards to pull from and just go from there. So, um, but the budget for this movie was 130 million. We will be doing this compared to 2022 $22. dollars. Um, uh, the budget was 131 million dollars. Opening weekend only made $55.2 million. Thought it would be a bit more, but guess not. Domestically, $107.5 million. Internationally, $78 million. And then altogether in 2009 dollars, $185.4 million. And then you uh, adjust for inflation at a 31.2% increase in uh, current day dollars, 2022. Uh, budget would be $172 million. Uh, opening weekend, $73 million. Uh, domestically, altogether, 142.2 million. Internationally, 103.2 million, and then altogether in 2022 dollars, 245.2 million dollars. So the movie made a decent amount of money, just not a stupid amount. Yeah, of money. not not compared to the Marvel Cinematic Universe right. movie, which it sucks. But I'm also like a lot. I, I guarantee you, the uh, Blu-ray and DVD sales of this movie fucking skyrocket. It is not. It is not a because that, that's just for the theatrical cut. It's not a cut. super well-known right. comic book. Like, even amongst comic nerds, it's... Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to say that it's, like, gatekept or anything, but, like... It is. A lot of people let, don't let, know let, about let, it. Let's not skirt around that. There are a lot of nerds that gatekeep about this bullshit, and I'm just like, fucking quit it. Because it's utter bullshit. We should welcome people if they want to read shit like that. And if they brush up against something, by all means, talk about it. Have fruitful conversations about it. Honestly, I have told a few people not to read it as their first comic book. Um, 
I don't know about that. I would say, yeah, read it. And then you compare it to Watchmen. Yes, it's good, but they wouldn't know how good other things could be. They would just have this. Right. I've, it may scare them away. I've, it may not. I've it may entice su- them I've to read more. I've suggested to people not to read this as their first one because it's not a traditional right. superhero story. Like the the superheroes shouldn't be as likable as they are, mm-hmm. most of them. Like, yes. Most of them should be... In prison? Bad. Yeah. <laughs> Just bad. Yeah. Um, so, like, I've told people not to read this first, but I've never said don't read it. Right. It's always been, like, maybe not maybe not make this your first one, but you should definitely at read it point. at some yeah, point. At some point. Yeah, yeah, And Alan Moore is a great writer. I, I, for whatever reason, he's had to stick up his ass about any of his stuff. Uh, I know the reason is because of uh, the bad... Uh, experiences he had with his other works being made into movies like uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen and From Hell. Those were both properties of his that just got bastardized by them being made into movies. I get a little bit of his anguish, but I don't get why he took his name off completely across the board. Right. So whenever you see the opening credits and you see co-created by Dave Gibbons, the other person that created this was the a prolific writer that is Alan Moore. He did A League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, From Hell, Watchmen. Um, um, why am I blanking on the... Uh, Albion is another one he fucking did. I'm blanking on all his other works. The Swamp Thing, he did a run on Swamp Thing that's fucking mm. brilliant. Um, he's a great fucking writer. It's just sometimes he gets a buck up his ass about co- his comic books being made into movies. And I get a little bit of why, but I'm just like, come on. You can enjoy some of this stuff. Right. Anyway, um, before we get into the ending of our podcast for this week, um, we have decided, as we've uh, teased over the past few weeks, we are going to dive into the Star Wars universe. We're going to talk about, I haven't decided yet, uh, we'll get, we have a few weeks before we get there, um, of either dabbing into like Mandalorian and Boba Fett series because we have the Obi Wan series coming out soon. I think it's like the end of May. Um, uh, but we are going to dive into the, at least the movies thus far. Um, uh, so I've got a coin. We haven't decided on how we're going to do it either in uh, release order or chronologically. So I've got a coin. Um, so heads, it's going to be uh, release cro- order chronologically, or yeah, release order, and then the tails will be. Uh, chronologically or no release order okay i'm i'm confused about what i already said so heads will be release order from uh the very first one with the new hope and so on and so forth tails will be chronologically so episode one of phantom menace starting there and then going on so here we go that's what i thought was (laughs) (laughs) bing ding ding and we are on tails, so we're going to go uh, uh, chronologically. So we're going to start on episode one and go from there. Now, I know some people aren't a huge fan of the prequels. We'll get into it when we talk about it uh, next week. But what, One of us is <laughs> not a huge fan of the prequels. <laughs> but I enjoy them They're, for what they are. I don't, I don't hold a lot, a lot of stock. We'll get into it, especially with The Phantom Menace. There's a huge amount of mythos with that, that first. Me to be thinking that there's some fuck-ups in the prequels. <laughs> We'll talk about that all next week. Uh, that being said, that is pretty much all I got. And that's all I've got. Make sure to comment, rate, subscribe. Tell us what you think about The Watchmen. If you have any questions about The Watchmen, fucking ask us. Like, use the resources you got. We're fucking nerds. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> 
Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at that. Nope, at Nerdinian on both uh, Twitter and Instagram. Like I already said, uh, make sure you follow me on both those platforms at that wanker and follow us on uh, TikTok as well. Um, and remember, hope is like the sun. If you only believe in it when you can see it, then you'll never make it through the night. You maniacs! You blew it up! Oh damn you! <laughs> damn you all to hell!